everybody. It's the Boy Hattie Podcast. This is your weekly uh, 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 dose of two assholes in a basement talking about pop culture. Dose of any dose. other podcast that exists Me gusta. in the universe. Hey, Bill, I've got a great idea. Let's do a podcast that's two white people talking about pop culture garbage. Let's do it! We're going to blow the doors off this podcast. We thing. are the fucking <laughs> Apollo astronauts of pop culture. <laughs> Breaking was, new bounds. I've been listening to a All lot of, by, of. You know what? Honestly, by virtue of the fact that you're a woman on a <laughs> podcast, still makes us pretty groundbreaking. Uh, I was listening to a lot of Mabim Bam this week. Yeah. Uh, actually, for the last couple of weeks, I'm slowly working my way from the present. To I the, need to start catching to up. The, yeah, uh, up front of Mabim Bam, which is of course my brother, my brother and me, one of the fine McElroy family of, of products. Anyway, um, uh, McElroy Industries. At it's this point. so great because they they're part of the Max Fun Podcast Network, and I've heard a lot of the Max Fun. <laughs> commercials in that time because they they'll play like two commercials per Jordan Jesse go yeah all of the commercials make them sound like the worst podcast in the world it's like we're a bunch of assholes talking about garbage boop the bim bam or just all of that no, whole I'm network I'm talking about the other commercials yeah that's and why I know. never listen just because it's, like, it's also the so bim bam is so very specific in yeah. itself it's hard yeah. to say well if you like the bim bam you'll like this because well that's not the point of a commercial a commercial is just like well, this I is know. what we are but then I was thinking I'm like what the hell would a, would a boy howdy podcast commercial say like hey, it'd be awful. Cra- crack the the co- the coke can. Me going yeah, <laughs> yeah. Anyway. and you're just like being like going. <laughs> I mean, if you just want to sound in my eyes, rolling. slice of what the experience of boy howdy is, and me kind of stammering, going like a whole lot. Yeah, uh, uh, and me saying the wrong word and then saying the right word. Hey, this is Annie. I, I I'm keep Annie, on meaning. Way. I'm Bill, and I keep uh-huh. on meaning to like drop fake commercials or like get some old retro commercials uh-huh. and kind of drop them into the show to kind of make it more like an old timey radio program. I've been meaning to do that since the first episode. It's we been should just have thirteen episodes. We should have an old timey episode. Just indulge ourselves. Why yeah. the fuck not? And we can even still talk, but I could process it. So it sounds kind of old timey. Well, we could talk in our old. Like, you can talk in your Schmitty. Yeah. <laughs> this, week, this week, I, I saw Schindler's List too. It was amazing. <laughs> no, that's your. Old-timey well, throwback? It's guaranteed that the week we decide to do an old-timey radio program, that's mm-hmm. the week we're going to find out that, like, everyone on a movie set died and killed all of our favorite actors, or, like, AIDS 2 just came out and is killing everyone, or, like, oh, there's going to be some tragedy where, like, we're going to have to work through, like, oh, uh-huh. we're going to have this funny old-timey thing, but there's some kind of tragic news that we can't not have a podcast and yeah. not talk about it that week. Uh-huh. Yeah. Fucking... Well, yeah, I, it's something I have. Like China will m- explode off the face of the earth and I don't know. Stars. I managed to keep doing this podcast while having a nervous breakdown. That's I think true. Yeah, actually, yeah. <laughs> I think um, we'll do okay. Anyway, yeah. uh, guys, uh, this we've is our podcast. Yeah, we've got actually. Yeah. We've, we've charged forward with this podcast while going through some shit. Yeah. We've both had serious trauma while doing this podcast still. Yeah, so, we uh, still showed up. Yeah. Woof. Yeah. Okay, except for the last four weeks when I joined Lucy Worsley Colt. But other than that. Well, actually, you, well, you were only. Actually, considering you were only gone for three weeks. Yeah. Like you, 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 yeah, you were having yeah. some rough times there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So glad that everything's fixed and nothing bad will ever happen now. again. Yeah. The world is perfect now. Hey, Bill, what have you been up to this week? Oh, man. If I sound a little extra pokey today, it's because I have super sleep. Not super sleep deprivation. I got five hours of sleep last mm-hmm. night. Uh, which I they used to tide me over just fine back yeah. in the day. Yeah. But now that. Because I thought the stereotype was as you get older, you need less sleep. Now no. sleep is like well no no the stereotype is as you get older it's harder for you to sleep. Is at that night. what it is? That's oh, okay, because I know like they talk about old people regularly like get up at like five o'clock in the morning. They got to pee. And they oh, got like, I think that, I'm like, I'm that's part of it too. You know. Um, no, what happened last night? Out of the well, not out of the blue, but uh, Jimmy and Conley, uh, friends of the podcast, sometimes uh, guest co-host Jimmy and Conley. Uh, the last couple weeks they've been coming over to watch New Venture Brothers over at my house on Sunday nights and. 
uh, one of those times they were like, oh, yeah, we should come over and help build your Ghostbusters Lego firehouse set. Mm -hmm. And so Jimmy came over last night and we started working on that. And then I was tweeting about us working on that. And other friend of the podcast, Leland Radburn, saw us and he was like, that looks super cool. I wish I could help. And I was like, come on over. There's no reason not to. We just ordered Chinese food. We got plenty mm -hmm. of food. Like, we we just started work on this, so come on over. And so me, Jimmy, and Leland last night, barely me. I barely touched it. Jimmy built half of this thing. It's not <laughs> totally done, but we, uh, uh, me, Jimmy, and Conley. No. Me, Leland. Jimmy, and Leland. I get so confused with names. We built the whole first store of the Ghostbusters Firehouse. This is really cute. It is goddamn cute. Also... Jimmy is a goddamn Lego building savant. He goes so fucking fast. We we started work at like nine o'clock, ended up at like one o'clock. No, it was like no, we spent more time than that. But he built like half of this thing, like more than half of the ball by himself while we watched Ghostbusters one and two on Blu-ray. Nice. And I just which which is funny because like we forgot that like. Uh, in Ghostbusters 2, there's a bit where Bill Murray is interviewing a crazy lady, and she talks about how the end of the, she's predicting that the end of the world will be on Valentine's Day 2016. Oh, really? Yeah, and we're like, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'm surprised the internet hasn't done its thing or gets really excited about that Depending on who shit. you follow online, uh, like, people are pointing that out, but, yeah. like, it's not a super big thing. It's people. also from Ghostbusters 2. Yeah, and no, who like, cares about Ghostbusters? Yeah. The other thing about today also is it's... Uh, Press's incept date from Blade Runner? Oh, is it? Yeah, it's her birthday, technically. Today's wow. the day she's born. If you look at the date that she's like, yeah, February Wait, 14th, 2016. What year does Blade Runner take place in? 2019. Oh, it's 2019. Yeah. Because the idea That's right, because it's they last four years. Yeah, and so it, like her time's coming up. Yeah. yeah. Which is funny, because I think that means because we just passed Rory Batty's incept date last month, so he's actually going to die faster than Press. Mm -hmm. His incept date is coming up. Oh yeah, I think about that. So he's that's extra kind of self-sacrificing. He's the big brother. That because everything they do in that movie is not for Roy Batty; it's for Press. That's, yeah, yeah, huh, yeah. That's interesting. Yep. Um. So yeah, no. The Wilkinville's Blade Runner corner. But yeah, no. It's this, this, this is makes a really cool. It's Lego terrible set. radio, but really cool it's set. just we. And what the funny thing is, it's just kind of like the uh, it's kind of the shell of the first floor of the station. We don't have like any like the little extra like bits inside, like desks and things like that. That uh, when we get together next time, we'll we'll, we'll do that. But it's the, the funny thing is like when 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 Jimmy first uh, asked if he can come over and help me build this, I was like, oh yeah, that's cool. Like I wasn't thinking about it. But then a little bit later, I was like, when I build Lego sets, especially big Lego sets like this, it's kind of a kind of kind of cathartic Zen like mm -hmm. quiet me yeah, time it's very kind of thing. Yeah. And part of me was like. Oh, you know, I'm gonna, I might regret like not being able to build this by myself a little bit because uh -huh. it's just such a nice big set and everything. Yeah. But man, it was man turning Lego building into a social thing yeah. is fun as balls. Yeah. Especially because this is super big, it's super complicated, and what happens is this this gets built and you don't have to do anything. <laughs> Yep. What this what we built last night would have literally taken me three weekends to build just because we had three people working on this, mm -hmm. and uh, it was man, it's fucking cool. And like, yeah, it turns out so the old uh, Ghostbusters Lego Ecto One car fits in there, barely fits in there, but it's all like super cool and just yeah. No, we had a good time last night. It was a good cute. Ghostbusters thing last oh, night. We ordered Chinese food because in the Ghost first Ghostbusters movie they order Chinese food right before they have their first call to go bust Slimer. Aww. So we had a whole themed evening. Y'all are adorable. This one, uh, this one I'm suggesting. If you get a big Lego set, get some friends over and come over and build it. It's good fucking times. <laughs> See, yeah. I, I, I've i done both, and I like both. Like, there yeah. are times that I'm like, 
you know, this is for me. The the thing is, is that uh, I, there aren't many Lego sets that I'm actually interested in, yeah. you know? It's like, I, we probably bought our two Lego sets this year. Yeah. And otherwise, I'm just dicking around with Benton. And I'll have people come over and like, hey, let's come free build. But not many but people not... like to free build either. Like, yeah. you know, like maybe I can get my... people would. I don't know. It's kind, free building is kind of stressful, you know. Yeah. Well, you like, have to like think about architecture and stuff. Yeah. And, or or if how you it's going to up. F- you got to undo everything and redo. That's it. a lot of work it's to like, do that. Yeah. And you're like, I don't know the right pieces and blah blah. It's blah. not like just like sketching on paper where you can just easily like exactly. like, like erase yeah. or overdraw and stuff. It's like you're really kind of building stuff, even though it's like a little mm-hmm. lightweight plastic. And tell the truth, it's still such a bitch to tear Lego apart. Yep. There was one part last night where uh, Leland actually got two bricks together, two flat little four studded little flat pieces uh-huh. on top of each other and like it was it took us like 15 minutes the three of us trying to figure out how to just separate these two you little have pieces. to have two brick separators that's what we realized finally yeah. yeah and you have to kind of wedge them apart like yeah, yeah. it's it's yeah well while you guys were nerding out and building lego last night i was having a very different sort of nerd out evening with my wife um they are making a terrible robin hood movie mm-hmm. uh it's gonna be called robin hood origins that right there tells you everything you need to know about this project Who's making this one uh, it's some fucking director who hasn't oh, done anything we're talking about this because i keep on confusing because it's uh what's his face you made snatch is making camelot movie right he's not making guy ritchie is making a king arthur movie that's yeah. correct it is almost done starring i think charlie hunan or whatever his fucking name oh, is Christ, yeah. but um uh i can't this director some asshole director hasn't done anything i this right screenwriters or some names i don't know um the jamie fox is gonna be little john <laughs> Which, Which is funny because he's not like really big either. He's just like a normal guy. I mean, he's he's bigger than Taron Edgerton or whatever the fuck his last name is, who's playing uh, Robin Hood. Yeah. And uh, the only thing that I was like, oh, who the fuck is this Robin Hood guy? And he was in King the K- Kingsman, the Secret Service. Have you seen that? I watched it last night. Uh, I watched it explicitly because to. for two reasons. Uh, I get, yeah, Colin Firth in a suit and glasses, which yeah. is a particular fetish of mine. And uh, does he fall into, into a fountain and get wet? Sadly, no. But he the suits are so nicely that's tailored. All I know about this is is his part of prejudice is that that's he falls into a Leah. That's Bill. That's literally he fell into like a get wet, and so did all does women he have a nice in the chest? universe. Because I can't imagine. No, Colin, you don't see his chest. See his it's kind like of doughy. He's wearing a white blouse. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, so I'm, that's I'm not, imagining like white doughy Englishman in a white blouse. The, that, doesn't sound attractive. The moment is not necessarily that he is damp. It is a moment of extreme vulnerability from this oh, okay, man who that's values what, That's what I was going to assume. Yeah, okay. Because I'm thinking him like suddenly cuts to like it's Hugh not Jackman about being ripped. ripped. That's why, it's, body that's why it's so important. It's okay. not about being svelte because sveltness is an impossible virtue. Like it's an impossible thing to hold people to. So I'm picturing him having two like little triangular like man dugs just Still, to, like It's almost wiggling. like you're a dude. Not, <laughs> exactly, you're yeah. not a woman. Anyway, uh, not that that has anything to do with anything. Yeah. But um, uh, <laughs> Colin Firth looks these suits, the tailoring, and this, the costuming in this movie is actually really good. Yeah. Um, and I watched it because I wanted to see this this kid who's going to be Robin Hood. And actually, I, he could be a really good Robin Hood. Like yeah. a, of a certain type of movie, he could be a really well, fun Robin Hood. Well, they're talking keeps on raving about the Kingsman enough that like oh how that God. should be a franchise and how that well, should be the new James Bond. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. well, the whole the whole point is that it, I mean, the movie literally says this during the movie. Is it's like there's a point part where um, Samuel Jackson is the villain. He's a lisping, really? like, like it, programmer dude. Doesn't Mark Hamill show up? Mark Hamill does show up, yeah. Because I, I think it's based off a comic, and I think it it's a, a comic. comic. The bad guys are trying to kidnap Mark Hamill. Like, Mark oh, yeah. Hamill. Yeah. Like, they just say, we got to go kidnap the guy who was in Star Wars. <laughs> Whereas I think in the movie, they get, like they don't want to be that meta about it. So yeah. they're like, we're just going to have them want to kidnap somebody played by Mark Hamill. It's, it's part of a supervillain story okay. that they need him. So is the movie good? 
Man, your face. I feel really weird about it. It has the most cavalier body count I have ever seen in any movie. It makes Uncharted look subdued. (laughs) There is a sequence... No, there are a number of se- a number of sequences of such gleeful wholesale murder. Yeah, and it's so cart. It, it so watching it, I'm like, this is an anime. It well, really on- feels like an anime. This is the thing I keep on hearing about how stylish it is, but no one talks about if it's good or not. That's it's, the that's thing that confounds me. It comes like, is this fun to watch? Is it like, do you want to see more of these characters? And everyone's like, no, but you should see the scene where they kill so like a whole room full of people yeah. with with like if you like want to see Colin Firth kill a church full of people, yeah, <laughs> go see Kingsman. It's the whole time. Fully and I afterwards are like, we had a good time watching it. I laughed. It was a beautiful spectacle. <laughs> it's not got nothing else to say. The okay. script. I mean, the, I'll have to watch it. The this dialogue week. and everything. Okay. You know, there there are shitty movies where I'm like, this is a shitty movie. Yeah, and it's like it's a self aware shitty movie, but it's not so self aware that it's obnoxious. Uh-huh. Like there are moments. See, of that's always afraid of, especially because I know a lot of assholes like this movie. So I assume this movie. I for mean, it's assholes. not. It is a movie for assholes. See, the other thing I was like, is this like a, like a movie for assholes who never like watched a James Bond movie before? Well, so this is the first time they're seeing a movie where you can be a dapper Englishman killing people and being a spy. Is there a lady with like spring loaded legs? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She's neat looking. She has she... a really be- neat build. They're talking about. I think she's supposed to be. Um, she's supposed to be, oh, there's some kind of, she's getting some major role, like, I think she's playing, like, Wonder Woman's sister or something like that. She's, like, getting, like, like, in the Marvel Universe or something like that. Uh, Like, yeah. I like how you just described two different comics universes. Oh, you know what I mean, but, like. Some nerd sphincter just tightened. Um, uh, anyway, it was... An enjoyable movie. I really liked Taron. He's not Taron Edgerton. I'm, I'm confusing him with. Oh, um, she's in Star Trek Beyond. Okay, ah. maybe that's not as big of a thing as I uh, thought. Yeah. Um, it's. I mean, it's worth watching. Taron Egerton. To Egerton. That's what it is. The whole movie. He's is in Legends, starring Tom Hardy. I haven't seen that yet. Oh, they say uh, if you can find that in a dumpster. By the way, I oh, would like to watch that. I, I just googled it, and it's nothing but pictures of them making out. And... <laughs> Why is Tom They're Hardy brothers? I don't want to see that. Why is Tom that? Hardy fucking Little John? Because Taron Ed- 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 what's his name Edgerton Egerton. Egerton. Egger- yeah Eggsy I guess yeah. Egerton yeah Egerton which it confused because me. he is a Tom Hardy type really if you put them well, in the same better. movie together like, you're gonna think what, that they're he, like does he have kissable lips oh yeah, he does kind of I mean, have a weird he head he looks like he looks like um uh he is the British Josh Hartnett not Josh Hartnett <laughs> not Josh Hartnett uh uh fuck what's his oh name oh my god uh Hunger Games uh Laser Oh, it's his name. Laser. He was Laser in the kids. Are, kids are all right. I Man, have a you got him. me. What's his name? Oh, well, if you're a teenage girl, you know the boy he, Peta. He's Peta from the Hunger Games. What the fuck is his name? Taco Overdose. You mean the actor? I don't know. I don't know. I, I saw Josh Hutcherson. There we go. I got I got a J and an H right. Anyway, I hope Maxwell Motley is listening to this because <laughs> she lives in Wales. Uh, Taron Egerton, the, his bio on Wikipedia talks about how he moved to Lianfarg Wiggle Piggle and Wiggle in Wales. 
And it really does look like the most kind of Welsh, like if you're just making up a Welsh name, just like jackhammering <laughs> on the keyboard, but yeah. Um, um, uh, the, what the hell are we talking Kingsman. about? The interesting thing about Kingsman is Mark Strong is in it. And I'm uh, so Michael used to King's Mark's... He is. Yeah. Is he not? He is, is he a villain? The, he is the um, uh, leader of the Kingsman. Yeah. Is Michael Caine. Mark Strong shows up in it, and I'm so used to Mark Strong being the villain or being the good guy who turns out to be a villain. Yeah. The whole movie, I'm just waiting for it, but he turned out to be a good guy all throughout. Oh, I was really? like, okay. Hey, did you ever see John Carter of Mars? No. Because he's the villain in that. But it's great because he gets to be like a big cartoony, a big green, like 1930s. Like, I don't think he's green. He's just like, I'm Mark Strong. I'm still bald and strict square. Yeah. Is he bald in this movie too? Yes, he's he always the. He always looks like, well, he looks like Mark. He looks like the actor Mark Strong just in your movie. He's never <laughs> uh-huh. playing a character. He's just like, I'm going to yeah. He's doing a weird accent in this movie though. I'm like, really? are you trying to be Irish? <laughs> Maybe he's trying to be Welsh. You know, you but I don't know. know. The thing about the Kingsman is it has a gleeful attitude towards death, a gleeful attitude towards sex. Like it's very goofy. It <sighs> feels like you remember James Bond movies being. See, that's the, from the clips I've seen because it's so stylish and everyone's yeah. kind of like, it's almost like 60s era suits. Yeah. And like the like shiny patent leather shoes. In the and that training kind of montage, they all have these jumpsuits, but because it's like their, their cover is that this is like a tailor agency and everybody f- like it stresses dress so highly. Yeah. They're like fucking pinstripe jumpsuits and like like tweedy jumpsuits. It's so good. Like it's like is this better than Man from Uncle? They're two very two big stylish sixties esque yeah. spy movies. They're, British but they spy have movies. very different aesthetics. Oh, I know, I know. But it, it, it seems like Man from Uncle's more poppy, kind of mid sixties, where Kingsman's yeah. trying to be more like if J. Well, really, Kingsman does sound like it's trying to be what James Bond would be if you're trying to appeal yeah. to like English chavs. Kingsman Kinda is like, like a little more a goofy James, James Bond, Bond fun thing. Did you see Attack the Block? Yeah, this is kind of like almost like James Bond by way I of Attack the Block. I swear to God, there's a scene in there that is shot in 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 like a place where they shot part of Attack the Block. Like there's some very the... familiar uh, staircases. Some... In there. Okay, yeah. But on the other hand, they could just be shitty. Like if it's a building project, exactly. Yeah, that's building. just the template for all lower income exactly. housing. Exactly. But yeah, no, Man for Uncle was more. Like trying to be a slick spy film while having a polished edge. Also, yeah. this movie is post-producted to within an inch of its life. Like color corrected and all kinds like, of just. Well, all the fight scenes they do this fascinating thing with the fight scenes where they're all super <clears throat> digitally enhanced and super digitally edited. Is it doing that to the fast one, shutter speed kind of like? It's not that. It's that to make it look like one contiguous shot, they're yeah. stitching together a bunch of different shots and digitally manipulating it, so it feels very cartoonish and very heightened and fake. Are there like digital objects? Moving through the frame, not to, that to hide they're a literally oh, okay. like there are things that are like camera pans that are digital camera pans that you can huh. feel. Like that, it it is very it is a super fake movie. Okay, like I that is I bet you there are more sucker punch of spy movies than there were in Star Wars. <laughs> like seriously, <laughs> there could be. Yeah, it's funny. Like a movie like this, which you wouldn't think would be a huge special effects movie, yeah. can be like so. Yeah, they probably spent as much time in post production. But the, the way the action um, scenes were shot was really interesting because they try very hard for you to be able to follow the action. How about a movie like this where all the sound effects are like all the post production sound effects are all just someone making sounds with their mouth? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just that extra, yeah. Uh, but no, it really oh. does feel 100% feels like an anime. Like visually, yeah. it looks like an anime. You could shot for shot 
Yeah, it's drawback. based off of a comic book by Dave Gibbons and somebody else or something, something, something. I don't know. But anyway, yeah, this is I talked way too much. Mark about Miller. It's uh, uh, Ugh. yeah. But I that kid could make a cute Robin Hood. He's not a bad. He's not bad. Oh, I don't know. Is this uh, directed by the same guy who did uh, Layer Cake? Yeah, it's it's Matthew Vaughn. He because he Lair worshipped cake. at the he learned from. Uh, Fucking from snatch. Uh, from, uh, yeah, okay, that's Guy why Ritchie. I got confused. Yeah, okay. yeah, Foley and I were talking about it. We were trying to figure out where does Guy Ritchie and Edgar Wright and Matthew Vaughn, where they all have like the, there's these super like stylized, fast cut, actiony British directors that feel very particular. Where does that come from? Yeah. Like, what is the, what was there in English well, media? Well, it's funny because they're all huge fans, at least in part of. American films, but mm-hmm. they seem to process it in such a very specific way, yeah. different than at least maybe it's something about how maybe the American film market is so crowded that it's like maybe in the UK with like mm-hmm. less people there, like like maybe in America it's become more homogenized, whereas in yeah, in whereas the, UK, in the UK it's become more concentrated. Yeah, exactly, or something like that. Yeah, it is kind of interesting, but yeah, they do have a very specific kind of vocal or visual language, kind of yeah. Fast ramping, smash cut, kind of yeah. super kinetic. Well, again, with Joe Corners, the physical. guy who made uh, Attack the Block, there's yeah. a lot of that kind of stuff in there, too. Yeah, yeah exactly. So. It's, huh, it's just interesting. interesting. Yeah. Anyway, Kingsman, Man. I don't know. I can't, like, I. it's not bad. <laughs> That's weird, because I keep on waiting for someone to, I just need to watch the goddamn thing, because I keep on waiting to see if someone says it's good. Everyone it's, just seems to, like, they talk about their favorite parts, but. It's fun, but I am so. Fully and I Sounds were kind so of vapid though at the same time. I mean, time. it's super. I mean, it's like it's trying to be a dumb spy movie. Like it's not. Yeah. But it's like did I? It it's it's death toll is so cavalier. I can't help but be like, God, are you <laughs> kidding me? Did I last week when we talked about the Romanovs and Lucy Worsley? Yeah. Did I mention that I had just watched Anastasia? Yeah, you did. Okay. You talked a little I don't bit know if we talked about Anastasia on the podcast. Fucking Anastasia. Anastasia does not. That yeah. movie's rotoscope to hell. It is. It really is. Which is weird because hey, I Bill, to... You have a lot of show notes. So oh, yeah. We should going. talk about stuff. Bill, tell me about the lobster. Oh, man. The lobster. Have you heard about the lobster? I. This is what I heard. This Okay. So I have Rachel Weiss as a tag that I search for on Tumblr, which means that Tumblr screws I... me up. Let me finish yeah. my bit. <laughs> I'm saying, I did not know she was in this thing. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, when she showed up, I was like, huh? <laughs> uh, which means that uh, Tumblr will sometimes randomly serve up post based on your tags that you've searched oh, and no. uh so it served me up all these weird gifts like with with subtitles or, like pictures with <laughs> subtitles because that movie, movie the dialogue of the movie is non sequitur enough and I'm as like, it is what the fuck like there was one that's like if i put two hands behind my back it means we fuck and i'm like <laughs> what is what the fuck is this movie is directly from that film that is not like that is yeah so that i is- went and i read the wikipedia synopsis and i felt like i had a stroke <laughs> Well, <laughs> congratulations, and now you no longer need to see The Lobster. <laughs> Nothing makes me want to not see The Lobster more than reading the Wikipedia synopsis of The Lobster. So The Lobster is a movie. I don't know where this movie came from, who made it, what the hell happened. The Lobster is a movie we'll never find out. that takes place in a like, kind of near-future society. It's mm-hmm. never specifically said where it is. It seems to be... It's mostly UK actors. It's obviously made in the UK, but there's a lot of American... Big Hollywood names in this movie, like mm-hmm. John C. W- w- what's his John C. Riley. John C. Riley's. We call this? him a big name. Well, the 
bigger because like this totally seems like an indie movie that was made for five dollars because mm-hmm. the concept of the movie is yeah uh, it takes place in near future world where for some reason everyone who d- is not in a couple all single people are shipped off to this hotel where if they don't find a mate at that hotel within 45 days they're forced to turn into an animal and that's it. That's the whole plot of the movie. And so the, uh, the the main character of the movie is Colin Farrell, which I hadn't seen him in anything for, in forever. I thought he was dead, but now he come back. He'd been on TV. He'd been on TV? He'd do a show oh, called he was The on, Nick. He was also on True Detective Season 2 and shit like that. And, oh, wait, no, Co- not Colin Farrell. I'm confusing with Clive Owen. Oh, Clive Shame Owen. Shame on me. Oh, see, that's what I'm saying. Shame. I'm talking about... He played Alexander he Bruges. <laughs> God, he was also. He was actually pretty good in Minority Report. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Colin Farrell, he's a single. Oh no, his wife breaks up with him, mm-hmm. and so now he's single. Mm-hmm. And now he's single. He's arrested by the cops and sent off to this hotel and said, "You got forty-five days to find a maid of this hotel. We're gonna turn you into something." Mm-hmm. He was like, "Oh shit!" And so let's. Uh, the, the it's hard to talk about with spoilers. Yeah. But this movie is so fucking weird because all the stuff they show at the hotel or in the city that everyone comes from. Everyone talks like they're in an art film where, like, it, almost everyone acts like they've been emotionally neutered. Sure. So they're like, I do love soup. Soup is delicious. My penis was once burned off by my sister when she dumped burning soup onto my penis. And that, that'll that be the end of a scene or something like that. Because uh, it's almost like a cartoon of an art film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that goes on. And finally, spoilers for The Lobster. Colin Farrell escapes from this hotel where uh-huh. he's, and he goes out in the woods uh-huh. and he meets a bunch of rebels, uh-huh. like a bunch of single people who have decided uh-huh. to rebel, rebel against the system. So they're out living in the woods. And I was like, finally, cool. Okay, now he's going to f- meet some real people, see what uh-huh. happens. Nope. <laughs> Everyone in the woods is emotionally castrated. And they're uh-huh. like, so it's, it's, everyone's like, hmm, I do love soup. I also once had a sister burn, burn my penis off with scalding soup. Except now they're just doing, like, sitting underneath the trees. Right. I'm like, what the fuck is this movie? <laughs> and because uh, everyone's being turned into animals, like, uh-huh. there's, like, random camels and shit mm-hmm. walking behind them. So, anyway, the leader of the resistance is, it's, um, it's what's-her-face. Nice-ass lady. We just talked about her. Rachel Weiss. Rachel Weiss. Nice-ass lady. <laughs> Which is funny, because our joke about her is, like, she got no over human butt. Which is nice butt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's the thing. I was watching this movie. I'm like, wait, that looks like Rachel. I'm like, that's Rachel Weiss. <laughs> well, also, the other co-leader of the resistance uh-huh. is the French lady from Inglorious Bastards, mm-hmm. who is also... Uh, she was in the new James Bond movie, which mm-hmm. again, she's showing up everywhere now. She's like the mm-hmm. Grand Budapest Hotel for 10 seconds. Yep. She's blue, the warmest color. And uh, I don't, so I guess Rachel Weisz speaks French because there's a whole like there's a whole extended five minute uh, French scene between her and Rachel Weisz where they mm-hmm. just talk about French, which my my ver- the movie version of the movie I watched didn't have subtitles. So I <laughs> have no idea if I missed an important plot point. <laughs> so anyway, Colin Farrell, he hooks up with the rebels and he ends up falling in love completely arbitrarily with sure. Uh, because she's Rachel White. No, but like she falls in love with him because he's such a slub. And so, yeah. I'll, I'll, I mean, of course, everyone would fall in love with Rachel Weiss, but Rachel Weiss is like, I love you too. Wait, but you know, it's, yeah, they yeah. have these dialogue scenes where like they're not talking about love. It's like, I once saw a pork chop in the sky. I love you. No, what you that? You know, it's it's and so like this for some reason, no one's allowed to fall in love between the rebels, even though they're like out. Like you think we're well, like, trying to fight the system. They have these arbitrary rules, though, but for some reason, no one can fall in love. And so Colin Farrell and Rachel Weiss have to hide their love. And so that's when they devise this thing so they can communicate their love to each other through hand signals. And like Rachel Weiss's idea is like, well, my hands are bare on my back. It means I want to. Is it when she wants to fuck? Dude, you are. I, I saw it on Tumblr once. <laughs> 
love because the whole thing because she's like when I hold two hands two fingers up it means I love you and when I two hold two hands behind my back it says I want to fuck and mm-hmm. then she like starts grinding her hips or something like that and I was like what the hell is this movie and then the movie ends and then you've watched the lobster. <laughs> That is the lobster. Oh, boy. Um, well, I, um, for my birthday, front of the podcast, Mirror by Night was very kind, and she sent me um, some Amazon cash, which is super sweet of her. I bought cat litter, because I had to buy cat litter, and then it was like, what the hell is wrong you know, with me? This is like when you have kids, when you have nightmares of your adult self as a yes. kid. Like, what's what you free money? Especially when you find out this, you got free money to this depot that will send anything you want. Literally In the mail, anything. <laughs> Toys, candy, soda. You get cat litter. I will say, hello, getting, darkness, getting, my old friend. Getting cat litter through Amazon is a revelation. That's you know, you're not the first person who I've seen realize like, oh my god, this is why have I not been doing this the whole fucking time? Yeah. Anyway. How much cat litter did you get? I got forty pounds for like twelve did you leave a tip for the delivery guy. I was sad. I felt bad for the UPS. Did they guy drop it off on of your door? Or they just leave it in the street. <laughs> they dropped it off my door. Christ. Anyway, but I was immediately like, oh what god. the hell is wrong with me? So I thought about it and I was like, what's something I've wanted but I haven't. I haven't gotten myself because, for one reason or another, it just felt like I should spend. Oh, orgasm. Uh, <laughs> I got no, and it occurred to me Assassin's Creed Rogue, which was the last last gen Assassin's Creed game. This got to be like the last Assassin's Creed game you haven't played yet, right? Well, that's what I said to Foley, and then I thought about it. And I realized there are fifty bajillion mobile and well, like, if you're talking about yeah, handheld. but console, it is the only console Assassin's Creed I have not played other than the downloadable like platformy stuff where mm-hmm. I played the first yeah. one. Anyway, um, it is uh. Black Flag 1.5. Really? Which is good, because Black Flag was good as shit. You play a, um Irish asshole assassin uh, in in the Caribbean, like, in 1725. It's, oh, so it's, it's like, even, okay. around the time of the Seven Years' War. Is this and one of the games that came out in conjunction with Black Flag 5? It like, came out... I like, reusing the same assets, huh? I'm trying to figure out huh? the timeline. Yeah. It came out after... Because Black Flag was a PS3 title. It came out on last gen, and they had a next gen. Yeah, the C. Yeah, game. there was an overlap there for like. Yeah. I think I, was the Syndicate the last game they came out. Was that the first time that, like an Assassin's I Creed think game was? You, you, Unity. Yeah. Or it was like like kind of like the, the first year where they just only had an Assassin's Creed for like the new console. Yeah, yeah. whatever year they had just new console, they Let's released see. Rogue. Oh, this only Assassin's Creed Rogue just came out twenty fourteen. That may be the PC version. Hmm. Anyway, whatever it is, whatever it is, it acts as a sequel to twenty thirteen's. Yeah, so this came out it came out a year after Black Flag and acts as a sequel to that game. It, Have you they, finished this? I literally played about fifteen minutes of it, so oh, I can't. Sorry, say <laughs> it's yeah. a sequel. Well, no, I mean they talk. I mean it's like it's set. It seems like they may reuse a lot of assets because the island I was on. Well, it makes sense, and I know Black Flag did come out on last yeah. generation consoles. But so. the fact of the matter is that Black Flag was such a fun game. It was a weird Assassin's Creed game. It was a bad Assassin's Creed game, but it was a really good, it was a good pirate game. game. Yeah. It felt more like Red Dead than it did an Assassin's Creed game, yeah. which was good. It was a really great game. It's where they have just you have you just. Like running around the Caribbean again. I could see if they had like some other kind of like tropical island thing. Unless you could have it take place in the South Seas or something. They just wanted to pump out a game real quick using the bare minimum of effort. But uh, I just played a little bit. I forgot how much I really like the 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 real world MacGuffin of the game because it's the same as Black Flag. I think you're the first person in the world in years to say I love the real world book. It was dumb. The thing it was like they dumped Desmond because Desmond was dead, and they dumped 
all of that garbage. So instead, you were an Abstergo employee. I don't know if you remember this. Oh, from Black Flag. Oh, yeah, that was Black Flag where, like, Black Flag was going to be a game that they were going to ship. Yeah, and they have all these great meta jokes. Like, you find these emails that are like, you know, oh, you know, um, Liberation, we're working on Liberation, we're getting ready on its release, but I'm really worried that we're not tapping it into our market enough, so we should make it more family-friendly by twisting it to this. We should call it the Liberation of Avalon, so it'll appeal to our female audience, because we really haven't been marketing to that audience very well. Okay. <laughs> like, all the great meta-commentary and, like, all that shit. I forgot how much that was just dumb and fun. I think this was, you know, because at some point they just transparently made Abstergo Ubisoft, which mm-hmm. is such a great thing to have the evil corporation in your game series be your parent company is yeah. such a good thing and they dump that after oh, a while there's only, well there's like only so many jokes you can oh, make sure. without, before it gets old there's especially like so in a, like a 20 hour video game exactly yeah. and you know I mean they, and they can only do that for so many games I totally get that and honestly I'm fine with what they did with Syndicate which is they dealt with the real world quote unquote stuff for mm-hmm. all of about 14 minutes I can't remember if I saw any real world stuff in there maybe you like, have to like a minute and a half into syndicate to see any of that they don't show you any of that shit for like 10 hours which again at this point you kind of wonder why they just don't scrap that entirely and just it's, say okay you're just time travel you're like you know they or come just, really a slice of past just stuff scrapping that in, yeah because I, I could I would like like UIs that don't look because like Assassin's Creed UIs and the overlay yeah. everything always looks the same yeah I could use a switch up even if I don't know something, something. I don't know I'm playing you know I'm going back yeah, and playing Rogue and Rogue looks very different although I think you I think your threshold for Assassin's Creed stuff I is love way Creed higher garbage. than most people. Exactly. Yeah. I really like Assassin's Creed Which games. Which I'm glad because when they first announced this, announced this franchise, you were all like, you were super hyped. Yeah. And maybe it hasn't. It's fucking set in the fucking Crusades. Of course and I was hyped. maybe it hasn't been lived up to its full potential, but at least here we are like 10 years later and you're still like, I'm playing my 823rd Assassin's Creed game and I'm still having a good time. The core gameplay loop really of Assassin's Creed is really pleasurable to me. So yeah. I'm, you know, I'm really, I'm, I'm really grateful to Mirabai because I wouldn't have bought it because I kept I was like I'll buy it when it's 10 bucks that was my my barrier and sure enough uh, Mirabai sent me this cash and I looked I was like I wonder how much it was it was $10.15 so I was like yes oh I bought a used game for last generation consoles this week yeah uh we're gonna I'm gonna try to play uh Duke Nukem Forever for the Tardy the Party podcast oh god and on Amazon so I was gonna buy it on Steam because we finally have a Steam box here in the house but it's 25 fucking dollars even on steam yeah, digital shit which Why i should have bought it on sale i yeah. you know when it was probably five cents on sale but i missed that so i was like fuck i'll see if i can just buy like a disc copy of this they're all a penny on amazon <laughs> shipping is <laughs> shipping is 3.99 but you buy a used copy for a penny and so i've got that coming to the house on monday um but yeah i think that's the first thing i've bought for a penny on amazon <laughs> Yeah, oh and like gosh. there's like 131 retailers selling it for a penny too. It's not just wow. I I found one one rando who's just selling a yeah. So yeah, I'm glad wow. to see we're both gonna be spending this week playing fucking. Woof. So you got what? You got it on the PlayStation Three? Yeah, I got it on the PlayStation Three. You Man, still have that hooked I forgot. Up? Did you have to hook that up again? I do have that hooked up. We unhooked our Xbox because we can only have space for three consoles. Oh, the 360. And the thing yeah. is, is that the um yeah, sorry, the 360. The thing about oh you the, you would have uh, if you, well now you finished Tomb Raider. That's, you can unhook the three, yeah, the, the Xbox One, yeah. Um, Don't I? Oh, okay. I'll wait for a Tacoma. Uh, I'll. Uh, um, Is that exclusive? It's it's PC, Linux, Mac, and, and Xbox One. Oh, that's right. We talked about. We that. talked about this. Yeah. Uh, anyway, the um uh, I keep my PS3 plugged in because it's the only console that allow me to stream to watch videos regardless yeah, of codec. That, so yeah, yeah. but um, <laughs> I forgot. I, I turned on my PS3. System update. I'm like, no, fuck no. I don't want a system update. I blow the game. 
game update. I'm like, okay, I download the game update. And then I'm like, oh, it comes with three sh- free shit. I want to download this. Well, to download that, I have to get online. And to download that, to get online, I have to do the system update. So I'm like, okay, yeah. fine. I do the system update. Date. I go into the online store. I download the shit. I bump into the game. Uh, be- now that I'm connected to the internet, they're like, oh, there's actually another patch for this game. It took me 45 minutes to start playing the game. And then, of course, I boot up the game, and the game has to load. Yeah. Like, for the first time, because it's loading out of the... Did you have to install it to the, to the hard drive and everything? It didn't say it, but the first time... It didn't ask me anything, but the first time I booted it up, it took 15 minutes. There was just a loading bar on the screen. Yeah. And I was like, God. Oh, come on, guys. Which, that was one of the well, most notorious the thing. things about the PlayStation exactly. 3. Exactly. I had updates forgotten and... all this, because now yeah. it's all pretty much seamless. Bare minimum, if I d- have to download a game update, I'm doing something else. Well, that's the nice it, thing you know? with PlayStation 4 is you leave yeah. it in rest mode. It just, just does all that stuff in the background. You never even that's, notice half that. It's so funny because I'd forgotten how nice that is until I went back to the old ways. Having said mm-hmm. that, Assassin's Creed Rogue being, I mean, you know, the last the last wave of any generation looks really good. Looks yeah. really good. Yeah. It's a really pretty How much game. have you played? Like about 15 minutes. Like oh, I really okay. haven't played much of it. It sounds like you spent most of your time just getting the game up on its feet. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Because it's been 45 Oh, God, I realize I'm going to have to update, install a bunch of updates to my 360 that I haven't hooked up in three uh-huh. years. The oh, 360 Christ. is never as bad It's been as... not that bad, but yeah, just title update. Um, What else I did this week? I watched, I meant to sit down and watch more of the X-Files, which I have on Blu-ray yeah. right now. But instead I got totally distracted because I've got also got the Twilight Zone uh, whole series box set on Blu-ray. That shit is nice. This is one of the nicest Blu-ray box sets I've ever seen, especially for such an old TV show. Like, no one really cares about the Twilight Zone this much these days. For, like, it's like a, was it, is it a 60-year-old show now? Or yeah, is it 50? something like that. Uh, yeah. yeah, no, it is, like, 60 it's years old. It's over 60 years old, dude. It's all black and white shit, but, like, it's fucking great because every episode is fucking, every episode looks super crystal clear, nice and sharp. Like, most, almost all the episodes come with, like, multiple commentaries, mm. like, commercials that were shown with the episodes back oh, in wow. the day. Uh, Fucking random lectures, like audio from Rod Serling talking about the episodes, because you know he died like 30 years ago. But like they tried to do their best to like, and they're not quite audio commentaries, but still, just Rod Serling wrote like half of these episodes, so it's mm-hmm. nice to hear his input. Just all kinds of. This is one of the most feature-packed Blu-ray sets I've ever seen. It's been really nice. So that's all. Have you seen much of the Twilight Zone? Ever? I haven't really. Yeah, if you ever want to, it's it's kind of hard to get into because it, it's old Twilight Zone, old well, night. It's all anthology. Yeah, and it's all 1950s, 60s. That's a whole different tone. That but I don't mind. That I, I have know, a high. But... I have a high tolerance for that. I did grow up watching like fucking The Avengers and uh, like Green Acres. Yeah. Bewitched was one of my favorite shows. Hogan's Heroes one of my favorite shows. Yeah. I don't. I haven't watched much drama. Twilight time, Zone's so. nice because like all the characters are all so fucked up and big. You know, because the whole point of the Twilight Zone is every episode somebody yeah. has some kind of fucked up need in their life or some yeah. kind of like personality de- defect yeah. that gets played into. They end up walking into the Twilight zone and like their per their needs are met but they have to sacrifice some kind of like fucking crazy shit and some kind of monkey's paw stuff happens but mm-hmm. yeah it's, it's it's i've always been a fan of the twilight zone but yeah that's just a good little i'm thing. glad you've been enjoying digging back into it yeah speaking of pleasantly fucked up people shall we talk about firewatch let's go into spoilers let's for firewatch yes yeah, so we'll take a break here friends i'm gonna tell you firewatch is uh to speak generally in non-spoiler terms firewatch is worth twenty dollars um, I highly recommend playing it. No, not really, because you could just speed run it. <laughs> you know what it I is... saw today? Supposedly some website or some podcast or something was talking about how... Not that it's a bad game, but if you speed run it in two hours, it becomes a bad game? <laughs> and so they were debating if it was worth 20 bucks. <laughs> Which I was like... 
good is better. That's for what I like. Pedro. That's like saying, hey, you know, okay, okay, we're gonna say, we're gonna talk about uh, the Kingsman. <laughs> it's okay, but you know what? I realized if you watch on fast forward with the sound <laughs> off, it's not that good of a movie. I'm not quite sure if it's a good movie. Like, what the oh, fuck? At boy. least. And it's a narrative game. It's yeah. not meant to be. I could say at least if you're talking about like an action game. Sure. And you're talking about well, like well, like what happens when you speed run. But have you that seen the game? Astonishing. Like what the fuck wow. are you even talking? It's wow. like talking about you know what? Like uh you know I try to read Little Little Women, but if you just read other, every other page, <laughs> it gets it's a little disjointed. Up. It's like that's you ridiculous. fucking idiots. Like there people. No, the, you know that's the sort of shit where like your values are different from mine. I cannot even have. A well, your your way of processing thoughts exactly. is different than mine. It's 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 a lot of the same people. A lot of same, some of the same complaints they had with Gone Home, where it's just a walking simulator. It's 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 not a real game. It's too short. Uh, there seems to be less kickback on this game just because it's at least about a white guy this time and about his like heteronormative that, relationship. But... I also think Gone Home was more a thing of expectation versus reality. Yeah, well, and... Gone Home was the fr- kind of pioneer exactly. of this whole walking simulator thing. If Firewatch were released around that time, I'm sure we would be getting like. I don't have an inherent problem with walking simulators, but mm-hmm. since walking simulators are so much about just the narrative and the fiction, yeah. this is the thing where your narrative and fiction had better be pretty goddamn good exactly. and tight. Yeah. That's where some let's, Fire let's, Firewatch has some problems. I don't want to talk about, I don't want to talk any spoilers. I'm talking oh, briefly. Really? Well, I will in a second. Yeah, Hold but, yeah, okay. On. This is the non-spoiler part of yeah, Firewatch. Okay. I'm just saying, it is, of our Firewatch chat, it is worth your $15, or $20. It is visually one of the most stunning games I've ever played, and to think that those visuals are really the responsibility of two people and some freelancers is astonishing. Yeah, everyone's been crediting Ollie Moss, which he was the 2D art director for the game. Yeah. Uh, but it was lighting. Jane Ng, who was the yeah. mo- who's actual environmental artist. She's the one... Uh, she uh, Actually, on YouTube last night, I went back and saw... She gave a great GDC talk, mm-hmm. half-hour GDC talk that's on YouTube now, about how she processed, took Molly, Ollie Moss's 2D art and turned that into a 3D world. It's and her... that is really great. She is... I, I am so astonished just for that. Yeah. Just for that alone, I am flabbergasted by this game. And the way they work with the visuals and the narrative ties with the visuals through yeah. the game, I was enormously impressed by. And the performances were pretty damn good. I, it just like, Did you see there wasn't a script? Like it was mostly just like the the the, the two voice actors just freelancing and and, and just freestyling in the recording booth. Of course it was for, for just three or four hours. For, and they and said they, just call they it said they, they hit the clapboard and said, cut. We got a game. Okay, so <laughs> having dispensed with that non-spoiler talk, <laughs> yeah. if y'all are going to play Firewatch, which I which I highly which is, recommend. The spoilers aren't really the part point of this game either. Too, it's more just but a tone thing. But I yeah. will say, if you go into the game with these spoilers in mind, I don't think you'll. Have a good yeah. time because the whole thing of Firewatch is a sense of mystery and isolation and a little bit of dread. And if yeah. you remove that, if you denude that from the game, you're losing. The game something. loses its teeth. You're really, losing yeah. an aspect of it. So, gonna say again, if you have not played Firewatch and you have any intention of doing so, please skip the next like 15 minutes of podcast talk. Yeah. So, anyway, having with all those those precursors. Also, people, if if uh, please throw me a couple bucks, I've made a mod for this game called Firecrotch, where you play as Emma, St- Emma Stone. My friend Kabissa, <laughs> my dear friend Kabissa, keeps saying Firecrotch, <laughs> and she started doing. As a joke, but then she accidentally started saying it legitimately. I love Firecrotch. Oh, oh no! Uh, um, let's go into spoiler talk for Firewatch. Firewatch is the most beautiful game that I really enjoyed with dialogue I really enjoyed that made me really mad. <laughs> I've played it a long time. Yeah. Why yeah. did it make you mad? Um, 
I can just see you doing. I can, I, I can, I can see the fast forward, like, like the footage of you playing this game over the course of three hours, and you're kind of like neutral face, and then slowly just your mouth just <laughs> no. grimacing, Muppet mouth. This is Rrr. the the game. I I can't think of feel playing another game where I've loved so much of it and disliked one part of it. Like really? it is, it is. There's such a the clear turtle? divine in my front. I never found the turtle. I what did I do that I missed the turtle? I told fully, I'm like, I can't be almost out of this game because I haven't found the turtle yet. I not only did I find the turtle, I think you just, at least I found the turtle randomly on a rock. There's yeah. no point where I was like, oh, hey, there's a turtle. I just like turned around, there's a turtle. That's the nature of the game. And so I took took the turtle back to my uh my little firehouse. Yeah. And then I came back two days later, there are two turtles in there, both named <laughs> Shelly Duvall. <laughs> and I was like, like attract a mate it must have been a bug because i haven't seen anyone yeah. else talk about having two turtles <laughs> you should have posted a picture anyway no. i took screen caps all throughout the game i've got yeah. screen caps with me, yeah. firewatch i fucking loved the tone of it the mood of it oh no the direction of it yeah. i liked the like the uh, visuals can't get over this enough one of the most beautiful games i've ever played like the light and, like, the idea of the isolation in the forest and, like, that and having your only communication be a walkie-talkie, mm-hmm. like, that isolation worked really You're well. You're just angry about having the magic thing where they show you on the map, right? You your think dot, that's a cop-out? Your magic, your dot, dot, magic dot? You can turn off the magic dot. Yeah. So, you know that's what? on the game. The part player. of this game that made me the angriest is he can't get rid of the, the, the fucking reticule in the middle of the screen, so yeah. I couldn't take perfect screen caps. Because uh, I wouldn't want to make wallpapers out of sure, these. Sure, of yeah, course, you because go. it's such a so, fucking stupidly beautiful What game. are you... It's exactly what you think it is. I'm getting to it. Hold on. I don't know why... The, the performances it's... were so good. Like, the voice work was so good. Is the, it the dialogue mystery was so good. The mystery. Oh, no, that's what... Well, it felt like... You know what this felt like? Yeah. Um, Like... It felt like, um, <laughs> man walks into a bar. No, a man walks into a grocery store. No, a man walks into a bar slash grocery store. It felt, this felt like an eighth draft yeah. that like 10 people had laid hands on. There's, it's funny to see people's different points of failure for this game. Some people are upset when they find out it's not Minecraft. <laughs> Like people yeah. talk about this online, like where you see people like bail out of this game. It's interesting because you got the the idiots. And the thing is, is that I hate to be critical of it because they're I really the, liked it. You know, the people are upset that there's talking. There are people <laughs> upset where it's nothing but talking. Yeah, yeah. Then you got upset people that okay, there's a mystery because they thought they like talking, but they don't want a mystery. You get the people who are upset because they thought it was going to be a science fiction reveal or paranormal sure, reveal. Sure, sure, sure. And it turns out that's not it. See, I don't have any. There problem are people with that. who are fine with that, but then get get upset with the resolution for the relationship at the end. Yeah, it's like see, no I one like, seems to be absolutely happy with this game. Which that's the way. I like that's, all of that. I just don't understand what happened. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Because even I have spent all week going online on NeoGaf. Jake Rodkin. He's actually been going yeah. on answering people's questions, and I've sure. been looking at that, and there's still big gaps where. It's it's like, so, what? Because, okay, so at the end of the day... Spoilers for fire. We still haven't talked about any spoilers. It's great. At the yeah. end of the day, to some extent, the mystery doesn't matter. Yeah. Because the point is, and I really liked this. The lesson is learned. It's, yeah. And it's not, it's, it's about the relationship and how the relationship dynamic changes in the context of this mystery. And it's about suspicions. isolation, responsibility. Exactly. And it's about people. It's about shitty people who are running away from their problems all across the board. But, and that, and I really loved like the literal ending, yeah. like after the mystery has been uncovered and you finally trudge your way and you get into Delilah's, like you see where she has been for all this game. And Two you're words. Sitting in, 
<laughs> what? Pork pot. Pork pot. Like that was such a great thing. And like the visual metaphor of the the smoke crowding what, in. What did you and think of obfuscating Del- everything? Yeah. What did you think of Delilah? Because Delilah is now one of. It's just funny because Delilah is not like a perfect great character. No, but that's Delilah, why she's great. But in the video game world, exactly. Well, if she was a movie character, she'd be just kind of like she'd be what she wouldn't be as but just because she's like. A vaguely human woman in a she's video game. She's one of the person. greatest. Yeah. What do you think to me? She because I you want to hear people talk about how untrustworthy and shitty Delilah is. And she I'm like, is untrustworthy and shitty. Delilah reminds me of half like the alcoholic fucked up women yeah. I've known in my uh-huh. life. Where I'm like, oh, she. I'd be friends with her in real life. She, <laughs> she doesn't really strike me as necessarily untrustworthy or fucked up. She just yeah. seems like. Well, she seems like a human being. Yeah, she yeah. she is one of the one of the best female characters in games, which is or, you're correct, an indictment of games. And Henry's a little bit of a cipher. He's a little bit of a you know, like, he's, but you know, well, deliberately so because depending on how you choose yeah. to interact, you. But shape he's a little Henry's like, character. hey, I wanted some soup. I thought he had he had enough English on him to make him interesting. Yeah. you know, uh, which kind of throws me for a little because the guy doing the voice acting for uh, Henry is one of the guys from Mad Men, who's mm-hmm. also actually he ends up showing up in in L.A. Noir of all things. Yeah. Yeah. But it's weird because his character in Mad Men's kind of an idiot schlub too. Yeah. But yeah. Funny, no, but. Delilah is great. Her performance is great. I thought Henry was a really great performance. Yeah. Um, like I like I said, I love how how the dialogue all felt like really normal. But there's a thing where it's like some people try to write naturalistic dialogue and it feels so dumbed down. Yeah. This was like pe- real people are complicated and weird and say dumb things and they did a good th- I think they 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 skated the right edge of Again, that. another point of feel I've seen people see with like where even people who are down with relationship are like like the dialogue is too arch and it's too little self conscious, but I think it is. It's They're not naturalistic, people... but it's still the feeling behind it. It works. It's... There are also two people who are very much so performing for each other. Yeah, like they, that. They, is... they both have big fronts. Exactly. Like yeah. they are two people who are trying to portray a certain part of themselves. I also wonder how much of this game too. Everything else. Again, this is another thing too because some people don't understand this, some of the decisions and some of the histories of the two main characters because I think yeah. they're younger kids. Yeah, and they don't understand because both both. Have Henry and Delilah are like late 30s, early 40s, mm-hmm. and that's a different. You're gonna think about things differently yeah. than even if you're just in your early 30s. Exactly. Or like yeah. yeah, it's it's. They uh, both had broken relationships, yeah. and you know they both fucked up, and they're both running away from everything. They're kind of running away, but also at the same time, like I think like like their worlds have kind of fallen apart too. It's half half running away, half kind of like what to else say, are they gonna do? It, to say they're running away is is false. Yeah, because they're putting they're trying to put their lives on pause. Yeah, because I've seen people talk about how like. Like, Henry's first learning about responsibility in the woods. I'm like, no! no. When you're wiping your dementia wife's ass every day for a couple years, it's not that he's shirking from responsibility, but it is his whole life has kind of collapsed for no point, for no fault of anyone's mm-hmm. own. It's just... It is kind of running away. It is kind of like him bu- having to buck up and get some responsibility, but it's not, he's not like child. He's not like, he's not a grown man living in a basement full of Star Wars and Nintendo stuff. Responsibility is maybe, that he's avoiding responsibility. That's the thing, is it's kind of a loaded phrase, yeah. Because he's like, he, ultimately, his wife is fine. If, yeah. That's, the, which kind of kills me about the ending, too, which is a little bit like, because yeah. the whole, like, go back to your wife. I'm like, but the thing is, is like, when you, I mean, it's like, he needs to either divorce her. Yeah. Or stand by her. Yeah. Those are the paths. Like he shit or get off the pot. Which yeah. I, th- I wish the ending was more about that rather than Delilah but, saying, 
go back to your wife, and then fucking getting on a rocket ship and flying away. <laughs> fucking, my home planet needs me poochie style. See, and that's I the end like of the story. See, but I like that the game doesn't tell you. Like, you, you say that he's a cipher. If the game let you make that... I'm not like, saying he's... That... I'm saying other people have complained about that, sure, but sure, I, sure, I think sure. he's okay. But compared like, to Delilah. Delilah's like... so well-rounded, he's a little hollow, but, but just I feel because like he's that's the, the character... point, because you're supposed to be able to get in there and throw your feelings and your assumptions He's on the Kool-Aid pitcher... That you're supposed to fill with your own emotions. Exactly. That's how it is. You can't, it's exactly. like only a Kool-Aid man when he spills his guts He's still got out. a face and everything, yeah. you know. He's got but... stubby little fingers. <laughs> his little belly. Did you see the pictures of people actually already unhooked the camera so you can see what Henry looks like when he's running around? Like, I, you can see a third yeah, person? I saw, well, uh, yeah, Chris Remo and every, made that during development. And okay. then they all, Ollie Moss put them online. Did you see that, like, amazing. so when, like, you're, like, lifting, when Henry's, like, lifting up maps and stuff, kind of, yeah. like, putting them into his face, uh-huh. his hands aren't getting closer to his face. His hands just getting get bigger yeah which is kind of horrifying of course he doesn't have a head because that's where the camera is yeah but it's just like the fact that like i never thought about how like instead of like when like if you have hands in a video game and they're Mm -hmm. getting bigger because of perspective maybe they're not actually getting they're literally just getting they're inflating the hands like they're (laughs) balloons rather than actually i mean you know why you know it's another trick you have which i would love to see a picture of henry like his giant hands holding a giant like fucking map like four (laughs) foot by four foot map like in front of his like non-existent head but but that's yeah no uh, so okay so yeah we haven't even actually talked about the story but this is this is where the wheels come off for me i don't uh ron and david no. Which no not. one talks about. Yeah. Because that's one of the big things you find. Well, not big things, but like you find the letters. I felt like letters. that was just like a slow, that was like a slow burn. That was like a little thing that was kind of like. It Oscar seems like there's a little story between these two people, but no yeah. one cares enough to even figure out like what that's. Because I've seen, I've asked online and people have just like, who cares? Here's the thing with that game. I feel like I need to go back in and play that game again and spend a little more time and explore a little more. Because I know there are things like this, like the fucking turtle. But one thing that burned me a <laughs> little bit. Did you see bit, the raccoon? Yes, I did. Find Which I missed the raccoon. I yeah, got, I did get the raccoon. Um, one thing that kind of bothered me was that so it's there are parts of the game that are gated off from you. You can only access them when you get certain things. Almost like Metroidvania style. So yeah. I went back to three locations where I had been gated off, and in in all three cases, it was just a shortcut that I unlocked. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And I was like, I don't give a shit about a shortcut. Like I'm like I. Why am I gonna go back into this place? that I haven't been to before, just so I can go through it fast, I mean, excuse me, like, to to retrace my tracks for, for a place that I'm not going to ask to be go to again, just to find a shortcut. I was, like, I was hoping to find, like, you know, a diary or, like, something. Or were you just exploring through the world. environment? Yeah. I mean, see, I, I never went, really did that. I just well, see, that like... was the thing. I only did it because, oh, now I have this axe. I can go and break through that bush that I saw earlier. Oh, see, I, cause I was so in for just for the narrative. Well, I wasn't going to break was... anything down unless they told me to. Yeah. Which I mean, is right I... for me because I tend to love the push the borders of the games. I like, kind sure. of try to break the world. This is one of the times I just enjoyed the narrative enough. Yeah. I was just like, if, if something needs to happen, and if I see something that looks like it could be chopped down, I might go for it, but I'm not going to go like suddenly revisit every place I've been to with like the axe or the flashlight. Or, I only yeah. did it because i thought surely there'd I'm be something yeah know. some kind of and, in, and i'm sure snacks. i didn't go to all of them but fuck but nothing made around. me want to not go look for all of them than finding out the three of them were just shortcuts yeah it's like jesus christ That's unf- i never thought about that actually because like i just assumed the game was designed that way because i knowing how small that team was yeah i mean i'm not and that's and to be fair that's a really that's a t- small complaint and i'm sure that some of the other things were actual things yeah could. and i was actually honestly surprised that the game world is as big as it is it's huge yeah considering it's a 10 person team that knocked this game out in two years two years like this is a huge accomplishment i have been slightly involved with game development and enough just to know that 10 people were making game like this this is 
this is a pretty big fucking game. Granted, even though you're led down a very kind of specific narrative cor- uh, mm-hmm. corridor, mm-hmm. and really the world is just a couple of corridors. Sure. With a nature setting wallpaper around it that mm-hmm. you, that kind of loop around each other and kind of intersect each other a little mm-hmm. bit. It's not like free. There, some of the environments are large enough you can kind of walk around and explore mm-hmm. a little bit, but but it's not was pretty like I, I was. It is an enormous accomplishment. It's definitely not like an open world or. Anything and please like that. know that though I, I loved so much of it that the parts of it that like the, man, this the is your gone home. Worse, I was so disappointed by the end of gar- gone craw. home. And it, like I said, it's not the ending. It's just the reveal. Just because I didn't understand it. Okay. Well, so. no, but there's still... Well, this sounds more mechanical. Whereas Gone Home, I was emotionally yeah. kind of like where I was like kind of let down, even yeah. though it made sense. There was no story gaps or anything I like that. I bought all the emotions of this game. I love that it essentially opened with the Twine game to give you backstory. Like, I, I that, really liked well, that. Well, even the design where it's kind of like blurry backgrounds. Yeah. And I, I can't remember. Do they actually drop in the sound of like yeah. you at the bar? Of you, yeah, at the places that they're talking or about. Or I, like I couldn't it, even yeah. remember if I just like remembered it being like that. Because it's, yeah, it's like, in there. And even the way it's written is just yeah. like really kind of like it feels... It's essentially, this is the video, like the beginning of Firewatch. Essentially, it's the beginning of Up a little bit where mm-hmm. it's like how you met this person yeah. and kind of like the setting up the rest of the story. Yeah. Yeah. And you kind of watch it collapse at the same time yeah. too, even though it's all just from text. I stuff, thought that was but... fucking fantastic. Yeah. And like, I, I really, like I said, I really love the ending. What I was your first, were you book. like, were you like, oh, are you a professor or like, are you hot? I, what I was, was like, the tone you of your Henry? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Cause I would, yeah. I want to go back and replay. I kind of want to go back and replay the game as a terse Henry and like not talk a lot. You when know? talking to Delilah, were you open with your relationship with Julian? Yeah. Okay. And I, I flirted with Delilah. Did you? Oh yeah. No. Oh, I suddenly tells me we pretty much play the same. Henry. <laughs> yeah. Um. Did you try to put Forest Burns in your bed or to like do anything with Forest Burns? Yeah. I, I carried him around and I threw him around. He he hung out by my um stairs for the course of the game. One of the I like to think that uh, Henry already has baked in emotional problems, which comes through the gameplay because he can never put anything down. He just throws everything. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of drove me crazy. I'm like, I just want to put this back. Don't stop. Well, especially Henry. if you go to pick up your wife's picture. And you're just like, yeah, that was the one. <laughs> I, was, I was like, Jesus, God. Henry. And I wanted to put, did you find the map, the the D&D map in the desk? Oh, you know what? That's one of the first things I found. And I took I a picture too. of that just to see yeah. how it matches up with the game world. So I walked through it. I was like, oh yeah, yeah this is, well, that, you find out that must have been drawn by, uh, the kid yeah. was it Brian? Well, you you can if you pick it up again, you can actually later once you know about Brian, you can actually call Delilah and talk to her and say, "Hey, I think Brian drew this map." Oh, okay. I didn't you even can actually that. do okay, that. Yeah. Which is nice little Easter eggs about not even like huge Easter eggs, but like little bits of like. Like I, dialogue I loved and all of this. Okay, here's what I didn't understand. <sighs> yeah, I think we're still tap dancing around the basic problems of this game, but the they go to the gated area. Yeah, one of the first things you do in the cave. Oh, you know, no, you're no, talking no, no, about, no. you're talking, no, no, yeah. No, no, no. Well, okay, that, this is essentially how it caps off you going This to, is when you kind of start to unravel a mystery a little This bit. is the one big part of the game where you're just really going, like, you spend a whole day just essentially making a whole loop around the game world. Yeah. You, your, uh, Delilah sends you to check out someone's cut her phone line. She wants you to go check it out, see what's up with that. And on the way back, you find out, yeah, like a giant, like, like hundreds of acres of the park have been fenced off by someone. Yes. And for some reason, no one knows about this. Yeah. The Lila, despite the fact that she's there all the time. Yeah. And this is literally just down the road from her fire watch uh-huh. house, hotel, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Tower. <laughs> she has uh-huh. no, no idea. Where, yeah. Yeah. So where this came from or what this is. You break in. Yeah. And it's clearly some sort of research station. A real research because st- like find these radio. Henry's towers. all like, "This is like NASA quality equipment. What the hell is this?" There's 
uh, soil like demarcation yeah. like marked out. There maybe they're doing that sort of testing. You find there's a tent. Did you not turn around fast enough and see there's like a deer on two legs with like a research jacket on, <laughs> and like the deer have actually stolen a bunch of science equipment uh-huh. and are like studying us. You go in there, <laughs> and Welcome. this is like a bad lost episode. There's all sorts of equipment in there. There's something that looks like a that Henry thinks is like some sort of earthquake tester, yeah. but De- you describe it to Delilah. Delilah goes a lie detector, and then it becomes like the text overlay becomes lie detector. Even though who the fuck knows? <laughs> yeah, totally, I like yeah. the idea that like you don't fucking know. It's about your perception. It's about yeah, your paranoia yeah. because you both think. I liked the little detail of. You, our guys, are genuinely in trouble no matter what because she lied about the teens who are now missing. So no matter what choices you make, you're fucked. How confrontational were you with with those teens? Super. I checked the radio on the lake. Just because I knew that's a thing you could do. Um, Yeah. I did it after they left, though, so it's kind of... I did get freaked out. This is actually something... This is a very... I've seen a couple of people grumble. You know, it's a bunch of white guys made a game about a white guy in the woods. And this happened to a very kind of male thing where, like, he's doing... He's fulfilling his forest ranger responsibilities and drives off those teen, two teen girls but like the fact that they suddenly disappear he suddenly like he becomes a suspect yeah suspect in a way yeah. that like and there's no real pr- way he can prove that he didn't do anything no. to those girls no which is kind of like an underlying kind of male dude thing which yeah like it's easy to forget it's not like compared to what women have to deal with inside yeah. but it's something like that if you get accused of something like that and yeah. if, unless you really ruin unless life. you have an alibi yeah you can get fucked up yeah and so that kind of taps not that that's the whole point of the game or even that point but it is like that's the first time in a game where i've been like oh shit like i yeah. could this could work out badly for yeah. me and i'm it, it turns out to not to be of the point of the game or anything like that but it's just but kind of it's an emotional real world real, thing yeah real yeah it made thing. me feel guilty even though I'm not guilty. I'm a guy playing a video game. Yep. I'm like, oh shit. Yeah. I might go to jail. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Anyway. So, so you look in this, in the station and there's a map of the, the park and it's marked with something that he assumes is his path because they are, it is the sort of path that you have yeah. gone on in the game. Oh, it is. Yeah. His path is also pretty, pretty much a main trail throughout the exactly. whole park. Too, exactly. Time, so yeah. And he then you find a clipboard where there are, you find a bunch of reports on, you find a clipboard with his movements, with, with, that's you assume is about you, Delilah, and then possibly Dot, Ron, and Dave, the other two, yeah. or whomever. From years ago, too. Yeah. yeah. You And then you find these reports that are about you and Delilah explicitly with all this data about you. And you both freak the fuck out because this person has transcripts of your dialogue, has been listening to everything you've been saying, and has been clearly doing reports on you. So they freak out that this is some sort of government, like some sort of weird surveillance thing yeah, or somehow something it's trying to, that like, they're yeah. being tested on. Uh, there is a nice little bit of background, though, because like you're looking at these transcripts of dialogue, including transcripts of dialogue from parts of the game that yet that hasn't you haven't played uh-huh. But like, like there's a converse- little bit of transcript of them talking on the Fourth of July. Uh-huh. And they're yeah. talking about like, hey, let's yeah. make some fireworks, ha ha. Yeah. So I'm wondering if that only happens if you've been flirting with Delilah enough, because uh, they're joking about ha- yeah. either fireworks, sex, orgasms. And yeah. so I was like, oh, that's kind of actually kind of cute. Like I don't know if that's everyone gets that. See, but... or I read that as a joke of they're fire, they're here to prevent fires. Oh well, yeah, I guess maybe I was interpreting as like like well, a, see, like I essentially like a that, phone sex. I like joke. that the secondary aspect of the fear is that you are a married man and 
it's implied Again, that she's in still, a relationship. Yeah. And that um, you guys are fucking around. Yeah. And that someone heard you. Like, like that you would be caught by that, too. Like, especially because you've been thing. lulled in this false sense of exactly, yeah. being, like, a big part of the game is that isolation can be bad, but at the same time, you guys are, like, found solace in each other. Yeah, you've got the And now house. it's all recorded that you've been, yeah. like... Fucking around away, like you, yeah. you kind of realize how fucked up your relationship has been, even though yeah. it's been you've come in lulled into a false sense of security, and you're like, oh man, maybe. Fully uh, though, kind of reality kicks back into your little fantasy. Always watching me play this, and she's like, do these people know how radios work? <laughs> like, of course well, people can hear you. Like, there's a whole other network of rangers you can presumably yeah, listen. To. Yeah, yeah, it's not like, like you just go on people. the same like dial and yeah. listen, and and she's like, I have a clean radio now. I'm like, how? <laughs> it's just a different dial. Well, like, also, this presumes that like I guess every ranger because she doesn't seem to be a ranger herself. She's just in charge of the rangers. That's why she's not going out to investigate any of this stuff. So I, it's kind just, of ins- I read that as her being kind of a shitty ranger. Or <laughs> that too. So I guess she just has a separate radio and a separate radio frequency for every ranger, which kind of makes sense because yeah. something happens. You don't want everyone's getting sure. in each other's way when they're radioing stuff in. But it I mean, is kind of like I don't know enough about radios to be an asshole about it. But but I was you're just like bored of, just even from the other ranger's perspective. You think so? One of them is going to get bored enough to start playing around with the radio frequencies. Just see, can I let's see if I can get anything else on this radio? And all well, I have to do is like, like, like a short wave transmission. That's entirely like possible. perhaps it's only yeah. within range of blah blah blah. But yeah, but anyway. Like, okay, so what was that station? And what was Ned? Goodwin trying to do was he just trying to spike their paranoia this no one can figure this again this is this that was the part where I'm like okay fine because this all turns out to be a big fate all of this is just red herrings for this mystery yeah which again if you're gonna have a game that is almost entirely narrative based the narrative yeah. When you lean that hard on the narrative your narrative has to be that much stronger and I wouldn't even if that were it like, I'm like, did I miss something? Because I know I did. Yeah. Did I miss something that spelled it out a little more? No. Because the thing is, is every, that again, I just every, don't understand. People comparing notes on NeoGAF all over the place, like, everyone is like, what's... Even, then, even once it's explained, it's like, huh? Like, when he finds the key to get into the cave, he finds it because he gets this tracking device where he can track the waves emitted by blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And so he uses that, and when he goes and he finds it, it's like trapped a little bit and then an alarm goes off but he's still able to get it he finds that in the in the book bag that's hanging up in the yeah. forest right so i'm like that's another thing no one can figure out if ned left that there yeah because obviously that's like brian's backpack and everyone's trying to figure out if that's brian left well, it brian but it's like attached the to the other place that's the thing too because he also had another one that's attached to the thing that yeah. he, he was tra- trying to figure out how he was like you find brian's and how could brian thing about how he key, was if brian's dead in the cave how could brian's, brian's backpack, been dead for a couple years how could brian's backpack outside of the cave have the only key to let you into the cave Presumably if you fell into the cave. But then how did the backpack float out and away somewhere else? We're, we're talking about Brian's backpack that has is the, uh, that the has the key that the is keys. attached to the alarm. If you are I'm saying assuming that that's that is, Ned's thing, yeah. But then why would Ned like leave the key out in the world? See, if it's that's the, the one evidence. So everyone's explanation for why Ned's fucking with you. So okay, so this is the consensus reached more or less by everyone online is that the science research station is a legitimate re- science research sure, station. Right with the soil samples. That makes it's, sense. Where it's just people just doing like the university, whatever nearby university is. Like, the University of Southern Colorado. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> They're tracking elk or something like that. But mm-hmm. that's legit. Even though it doesn't right. make sense because even Delilah and Henry are like, this is unprecedented. This isn't just like a college thing. This is like a big thing. Well, here's the thing. I will say as a counterpoint, they're idiots and they don't know anything. But Delilah, though, 
They're, they're she's even Delilah's. Been, she's been living in that tower for thirteen years. But still, she should like even she says like when because like she, when Henry first radios in and she's like, oh, is this like a small like little like mm. just a little fenced off thing? And like Henry's like, no, this is this goes on for a while. This is not mm. just like a tiny thing. This is sure. like and she's like, I've never like the fact that she doesn't know about it. The fact sure. that even she yeah. says like this is like. Yeah. What, like, this is so big, what are they studying? Yeah. Like, that is not explained away by the fact that, like, oh, Ned just snuck in there and planted a bunch of notes to scare anyone off. Yeah. See, so, okay, so so the idea is that, okay, so it's a real research station, which uh-huh, for right? some reason right. has no one in it. Well, I mean, seasonal research, sure. But Maybe the they only do it in the winter. running and stuff. That was my thing. I'm like, if this whole this And it looks station, lived in. Li- the like, tent thing. Well, see, there are three cots and only one has been used. Yeah. I get, so I'm getting this. I'm like, okay, sure. But it's in the middle of the summer. That's, like, prime research. Depending. I want your research. Yeah, that's true. You know? It's but, like so, I don't know. But anyway. the, the station seems so collapsible. So the story of the game is Henry shows up. Yeah. Ned has no idea anyone's there until he runs into he's the figure right. that you see when right. you're coming out of Brian's cave essentially. Right. After you see it's locked at the first time and everything like right. that. He sees you, he automatically freaks out, thinks that you're close to discovering sure if like he doesn't know you have a key or if you're gonna right. find a key to get into that cave and find it find brian's body he just right. doesn't want anyone finding brian's body sure. that's what it boils down to. everything yes. else in the game kind of boils down to right so presumably the first thing he does is he goes to run back to his headquarters but on the way there he runs into your fire tower as trashes it i thought it was to the scare teens, you the teens See, i thought it was the teens too because the that's teens the big have debate. your sheets yeah well and that's because your sheets suddenly show up that well, that's people can't figure because. But your, then the teens your, also have your your sheets are at the camp. Ned at has camp. teens the teen sleeping bag, or at least Ned thinks it's the teen sleeping bag. Yeah. Or Harry thinks it's the, Henry thinks it's. Well, the teen people have been suspecting that like homeless crazy dad guy. He I I can't, can't I remember who's what is Ned. Ned steals one. your sheets and plants them at the teens camp before he trashes them in order to like again try to but force he, you out. The teens trash the tent. There's a note. They leave a note at the tent saying, ha ha, we made this look like you fucked us up. We're going to go tell the police that you attacked us. Really? No, yeah. I didn't get that note. The note I got was, you you sick freak, leave us alone. We're yeah. get, lo- lo-. It wasn't like, wh- no, the The note I got wasn't suggesting that we fa- we, tr- we trashed our shit. It was, you psycho, you trashed our tent. We're getting the hell out of here and we're calling the cops. It wasn't, we faked this. It was, oh, you fucker. Maybe I misread it. Yeah. Maybe I just because I hate teens. <laughs> yeah, exactly. At <laughs> least that I'm... was from what I read. It's okay. They're honestly I may, I may scared. That actually it. is what scared. I read so... it as we faked it, and we're gonna go tell oh, the cops and be. get you in trouble. That's what I read. That's how. And I read technically, it. you could read that too because whoever whoever did trash your place obviously is also responsible for the trashing of that. Sure. Of their camp. Yes. So anyway. Anyway. Either way. Yeah. So it's all just Ned doing boogeyman shit. Yeah. And so the idea too, I guess, and it would make c- sense that Ned would want to get them out of there so that they didn't discover Brian. Yeah. Exactly. Too. Which yeah. you think there'd be more of a history of like crazy well, guys trying also, to scare everyone out of the park over the course the of the last three or four it's years. Been, like Ned, what are leave why does he stay i mean he's a mentally disturbed man where's he gonna go blah blah blah. but i'm like i just don't understand why he doesn't leave well and one of the big things to me confounds me too is actually even before all the ned stuff kicks in it's there's a bit where uh uh, Delilah's talking on the radio to someone else about you, about, like, yeah. he doesn't know yet, like, and it's kind of, like, it's the first inference yeah. in the game that she's, like, conspiring with somebody yes. against you, maybe, or something yeah. like that, and that's never explained, Hen- brought up Hen- again. Henry talks about it in my game, yeah. but it was kind of weird, because he just mentions, he's like, oh, because it's when they're trying to figure out how someone's listening in. Yeah. He was, she, he says, oh, could it be, like, when I heard you talk to someone? She's yeah, he like, does bring that no, up. No, I just left the channel open. But then it was weird to me, I'm like, why doesn't she, like, oh, you heard that? Yeah, like, exactly. Or, well, that's what I'm saying. 
this game has so many feints that aren't explained, it makes for poor mystery. Yeah. And that's kind of the that's kind of the boner killer of this game. And that and I, and like I don't I'm not a I'm not little miss plotty like I don't care. And like I said, I love no, but that's everything what, else. When but the I logistics of the understand. game get in the way of the emotional I just don't understand thrust of the what game. happened. Uh, yeah, it's... I was wondering how the two drunk teenage girls managed to cut the line to Delilah's tower, but it makes more sense if you realize that Ned did it. Sure. Because they cut, like, they must have bolt cutters because they slice through. Did that. Yeah. Although, like, they leave a pair of panties behind that says, like, you sick freak or something like that right oh, on that's the panties, true. which is also kind of weird. So, which he, like, assuming that he also trashed their tent and stole their underwear, because yeah. they even, like, in the note, they say, like, you stole our underwear or something. Like, you yeah, st- yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. Yeah, that could be Ned again. Um, trying to. So, yeah, that which, like, in retrospect, kind of proves that it's probably Ned who wrecked your tower that first night and. But still, this is all after the fact. We have to go online and like see what other people are posting. Just to even kind of vaguely make sense of this bunch of red herrings you put in their game. It just felt it's... like it felt keenly like a, like someone they decided to change the mystery. That's yeah. what it felt like to me. You like it so? felt like like they were gonna go one way and they zigged instead of zagging, and because they figured out it doesn't wasn't working, and then it it feels kind of clutched together. Yeah, no me. one seems to be very happy. Well, even the people who are fine with that aren't very happy with the ending where you finally, even all the mystery stuff aside, aren't happy where you finally get to the tower and, and Delilah says, go away. I that. That was one of my favorite parts of the game. If they give you a little bit more agency there, I'm I'm fine with them not connecting. I'm fine with never seeing Delilah and stuff like that. I loved that. I, I thought that was great. Even the romantic relationship aside, the fact that you are friends with Delilah, you've made a friend. The fact that there's not even a door open to say, "Hey, Delilah's not a good person." I don't. I'm that mean. I'm. I've not known. I've been friends with enough people. I like Delilah. Where I'm like, I have had. I have. I have had the Delilah relationship. Yeah. 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 Where you're incredibly close to someone, they something happens to them, they freak out and they pull away, and you get no resolution. I have. Had that's that. fine, but that is an incredibly unsatisfying ending. See, I think you could say I think that's real. Very... That's real. Snap, snap. See, but... I didn't. Well, I mean, what? what would i don't i feel like if you had some big moment with her that would feel false i'm not even asking for a moment but something that's not just so abrupt that's the thing it's just so like wait what because it makes it feel like you did something wrong i felt like i got the bad end of the game i'm not even expecting like any like i can understand understand when you say hey do you want to come to boulder with me it's fine that she says no but like something that where it's just like a little bit more just just a little more open-ended. Something that's like, hey, I gotta go. I'll I talk loved, to you later. I but just go ending. talk to your wife. Like, what are you gonna do with your wife? She's a vegetable sitting in a chair. She Delilah is not saying, this is what's best for you. She's trying to, she's just pushing you well, away. Well, no, because it's 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 unfortunate that the, the list of five, last five minutes of the game is her, because she realizes she's responsible for the death of Brian. Yeah, and she's, she's dealing with out, it, and she just away. checks that. She just says, but that's not... Like, imagine if, like, uh, like if you had a Star Wars movie that ended with, Han- like, Princess Leia just finding out that, like, she got breast cancer, and, like, ends with her diagnosis and her running away, and that's it, and that is, you're never getting a sequel or anything like that, and that's supposed to be the, like, or, like some kind of, like, it's something. Even if after the end of the credits, it's just, like, him sending her a letter, and, like, you don't even know if she ever responds, or something. Just, like, or, like, even, like, one last little bit of conversation where she's mm-hmm. not not even promising that they ever even talk together again, but something just emotionally, a more of an emotional button other than go away. I felt, it felt so true and so, like, to be in her space. Yeah. To finally literally be in the place where she's had so many conversations with you, where you got so, where you were so I close. I can see that And being... in that moment, she is pushing you away with both hands. And yeah. she's just like, no. 
Like, I thought that was so good. That was, I liked it so much. That was one of my favorite parts. I think that's ballsier better than it's good. I can, than than, than I can, satisfying. I can understand Which, that. granted, like, not, not to say every piece of media in the world well, has yeah. to be satisfying sure. to you. It's, it's nice to have, like, a narrative that ends in its own way. Like, so that happens in real life sometimes. I felt it's, like it's, it was as, it was the most genuine and realistic way to end that story. And, like, to have it open the way it did and to have it close. See, the way I would it did. think that, I would I still think Henry great. would try to find some way to at least communicate with her just to make sure she's okay. He's a fucking wet blanket. Yeah. Well, well depending on how you're, like, Depending on how much of your personality you're putting into that character. He is... I would think at least, hey, just to check up on her. Just write her a fucking letter or something like that. Just say, I'm, are, I'm, are you still out there? Are you live? I like, have, what's... I have been... Because have you, been you're talking about this person who you really do generally care about. Not sure, even, like, yeah. again, aside from a relationship, but, but another human being who just re- realized that they are directly responsible for been, the death of a human being, a she child. She has been your, it's, your only human relationship for the last... Yeah, if anything, know, she she's helped you through days. enough, like, yeah. reciprocally, like... like yeah. And again, I'm not even saying that they should have shown him getting back in touch with her, but something that just... The way that game just pieces out at the end is just... I like At it. least I can understand why other people don't like it. I wasn't that upset by it, but I did... I, I can totally see why other people are just like that's. I thought the ending was uh, the ending. Was and when you take that on top of the the narrative not making much sense, and that's a double whammy of okay, these red herrings don't add up, and this ending just like you, the main chick just cops out, just runs away, and that's just yeah, see that felt that was all. I mean, you've I've been in places where people are just pushing you away. Yeah. What do you do when someone says when you're like, hey, let's have a relationship, and someone says no, like what? What? Well, I'm not saying that. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying he should even pursue a relationship, but just. But I'm just saying, when someone is pushing you away, what are you supposed to do? That's like that magically makes them not push away. Have you ever like, had anyone check out of your life where they're just like? I'm go. saying I have had this. That literally was what I'm saying. I've had this exact relationship. Yeah. But I mean, no, I'm just saying, like maybe in six months he writes a letter. Like I can see that happening, but I don't. In that moment, like the whole point of this game is this is the their relationship over the course of that summer. It's bullshit. I think it's bullshit. I respectfully disagree. Yeah. The ending I thought was really good. And I mean, I that's a moment like realist, I do recognize and and and, and respect the fact that that's a moment that happens in relationships. But for an ending of, especially after spending pouring four hours of time into this relationship and having that be the finale, that's unsatisfying. I feel like that she's is... been pulling away. Like she was pulling away the whole back half of the game. Like I felt like well, this once, was the logical. And the whole point is once that shit Henry, gets real, she starts pulling away. Henry is alone again, and he has to figure it out. Like that's like that to me. That was the point. Let's put it this way: I poured enough of myself into Henry's enough of a cipher that I was forced to put put enough of my personality into Henry. What mm-hmm. I think Henry would do, and I think that's a fucked up ending for Henry. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Not, but not I think to say that that's, but yeah, the, well, that yeah. comes down to a bait as to like how how self serving should a game narrative be, like about mm-hmm. satisfaction and stuff. And again, I'm not even saying that beat shouldn't have happened. Sure, but. Part I, of I can me is like you see that is not. I would not let that stand. I find it enormously satisfying because like so I've even to be the, one of my first relationships with was with a girl who like we fooled around for like a summer at like a uh, art camp once. Uh-huh. So I actually I do have the experience of like right. knowing someone having a relationship with the, over the course of a summer yeah. and that kind of thing developing yeah. and that kind of ends and you always mean to get back in touch with them again but it yeah. never happens and you really never see them. but that's I mean that's a different thing than this relationship I mean sure. that's when you're 16 and when you're right. 40 it's and different. like yeah. it's the person who I was fooling around with it's not like they suddenly found out they were responsible for the death of a child and had to run away and, yeah. but just yeah again yeah. I, I don't know how you how you because again I, it's like I'm fine with that beat I don't want I, I sure. don't want that I, I saying, saying oh that. Henry right. save me I don't want like that either 
but just something where, like, even if Henry, after she signs off, he says one last time, like, I don't know what he say without being too schmaltzy, like, I'll be looking for you, or or at least even says, like, hey, if you ever need anyone, just, I'm here, or something mm-hmm. like that, just to put at least a little bit of a bow on the thing, because mm-hmm. she, she gets to run away. She's, it's funny, because, like, you've, if the game is about Henry coming to to terms with his shit this is her running away from her responsibility now because she's just unrealized it's her jetting see i disagree i see this is like this has been her putting her life on pause like you know she, well now things have gotten worse because she really she well and then she has to go back to her actual world you are not her actual world dude this is summer camp she's got to go back to school though how's she gonna go back her? to school now that she realized what's gonna happen her whole, whole life's gonna change a result as a yeah. result of this there's no going back to real life now that this well, has happened but she has to live that life this now. is more of a real she life now than anything than what real life was before she can't dick around in the woods anymore isolated from everyone like she can't do Which that is fine. anymore she yeah. has to do something else she yeah. has to move on she has to grow and you are not part of that which is fine again like i said like, I, I like i'm not saying this game has to end with them getting together but just the, like the implication is that you are not the first like she does this with oh yeah other no. t- like this is her thing like she did she fucks around literally and if she wasn't responsible for the, the death of somebody yeah then that, that I, that'd be more fine but like this is a sea change in both and that's why she just shuts you down and she's off she's off dude she's not you're not part of her life anymore no matter what you may think. Then she's a bad person. Yes, she is a bad person. But That's not in a bad way, but like. She's an awful person. Her lover, like, does her lover's brother die? And like, he, then he, he pulls, and so she tells her sister that he fucked someone else and that's why she left? It wasn't any way that Ned, wasn't Ned the one who planted that to like fuck with her or something like that? It's not her. I could have sworn it was like Ned getting away because like somebody she, sent she, a letter. She's during in my playthrough. She says to Henry, she's like, you've made yourself vulnerable to me. I'm going to tell you something vulnerable. Yeah, exactly. Me. Yeah. I had this boyfriend, Javier. His brother died in a mining accident. Yeah. And I, you know, he had to go back home or whatever. And is like, I couldn't do it. So I told my sister that he fucked around and that's why we broke up. Like, she's a bad, she's not a good person. I think she's a good person. I but think like, she's a shitty person. She's a great person and I like her, but she's a shitty alcoholic who's not had a good relationship in her life. And again, I'm not doing the thing where I think Henry, Henry should try to save her. Or anything no, like yeah, that yeah. Too. That's, that's the important thing. I don't want to make it sound like... I can understand that. Yeah. No, and I totally understand where you're coming from and why you feel the way you do. Pretty tank. I do. It's just, I really liked that she's a shit to the end. She's not, you are not. But from a fictional, like, you know, she's a fictional character too. And you're playing this game and it's just like really. And I'm just... saying that I found that satisfying. As and a again, as a game, it makes it feel like you got the wrong. I hate to boil it down to like, I got the wrong ending. Yeah. But I feel like I fucked up and got the wrong ending. I can understand not to, cause, that. Well, which sucks too, because that makes it sound like Delilah's. Like I put enough friendship quarters into her, I right, should have right, a relationship. Because right. I'm not even saying that, no, but I like, that. but like I said, even aside aside from romance, which I guess this does make it sound like. No, I this understand. Is it's not about romance. Put, it's about relationship. Maybe you know, like I've put enough kindness quarters into her, and now uh-huh. I'm expecting a friendship. It's like a level above like friendship quarters and expecting a sexual. No, you're relationship. saying you want you want Henry to have tried harder. Or to not, yeah, or something you know, like that. Or at least I understand that. Or at least even if even if he throws down the radio and screams, no, something. <laughs> so it's not just him kind of going, wait, what? Yeah, and smash cut to credits. Yeah, yeah. I can understand. I can understand that. Yeah. I, I do. And you can hear her copter going away, and you're like, what the fuck did I do wrong here? No, go back to your wife. And also, like, go back to your wife. I mean, I can appreciate. It. He needs to go back and visit her wife. Uh-huh. At least, dis- even if he decides he needs, to, he needs he, to, even yeah. just to say goodbye. Uh, which there's he he can't take care of her because at least she does have a family that's taking care of her and stuff. 
but it is kind of interesting to see what like what it, people think the Henry their their version of Henry does after the events of this game. Yeah, yeah. See, I like. I get that a lot of them are probably like for you. Yeah, which like, is that fine. He's like, what the fuck does he do? Has he changed enough over the course of the summer? Because really, he what what does he change? You know what? I'm gonna be that person who commissions a whole bunch of tumble people to, uh, to draw like Henry and Delilah getting married, <laughs> having nope. kids. Nope. Yeah. He will never see her again. He may write her a letter. She'll never again, answer fine. because yeah. he will be a reminder. I am worried about Delilah. That's more of my personal yeah. thing. Where I'm like, she's in a she's in a fucked up again, place. If 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 the, like her if she if, if things hadn't been this heightenedly fucked up, I wouldn't be that worried about her. Because like I'd yeah. say, well, this is how she just bumps through life. Like, does she does she go home and eat a bullet? That's like, seriously. What that's, like, what yeah. that's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's not like about me wanting to pursue a relationship. Yeah. It's I like Delilah enough as a human being. I'm yeah. just like worried about like one human being to win that's why yeah. it's so unsatisfying to me where there's not even a button where like you have a thing where even henry even responds to what she says yeah she just checks it really is she's like it's like if you have it's it's like she just like says like she just says like she just closed the door in your face and that's the end of the movie it's like the end of the godfather except you're the person who's getting the door shut in their face you're like <laughs> wait what yeah. what happened yeah yeah, yeah. So. But I liked, I liked that. We spent so much the time talking about point, this. Like, like the, literally, like, as you approach her tower, like, this big, beautiful open place that you've seen this whole time is now clouded and, like, <sighs> like the smoke is surrounding you and you're you're just isolated. And, I do like that whole, like, like running up to the I, I just thought that was and, so good. Uh, did you, did you? Anyway, if you took out the, if I could just understand what happened, I would love it. I would love Firewatch. Uh, one of my last notes. Uh, I like the touch where Henry takes off his wedding ring off camera towards the end. Yeah, which kind of nice. suggests how did he's you, kind of becoming committed to Delilah a little it, bit, or at least that he's get he's. Well, no, I walked out. So I picked up the ring. I walked out to like to to bask in the sunset, and I did you throw it in the toilet? Yes. What'd you get? There's no way to put. No, I put the uh, wedding ring back on. Uh, I did too. Um, hey Bill, tell me about Fire Emblem. Oh, or, just, I'm sorry. Did you have something else about? I'm sorry. I didn't oh, know. nothing else. No, just I'm just trying to like just checking my notes to see if I any other stuff about. It oh. really is the rest of my notes are just like, what the hell's this dog leg turn in the story? I get the weight that the discovery of Ben's death is knocked a lila on her ass, but still, as a player, it leaves you feeling with okay, what the hell is the point of all this? And um, oh yeah, no, new Fire Emblem game coming out at the end of this week. I know you don't care. Fire Emblem is great. Technically, it's I two enjoy... Fire Emblem games. Oh really? Because yeah. so they're taking the new Fire Emblem game and you're playing yeah. the same game from two different sides. So I guess a lot of the battles you get to play both sides. That's interesting. And supposedly there's supposed to be a third downloadable game that comes if you buy both of the versions. It's essentially like Seriously? Pokemon, where yeah. if you, you buy Pokemon Blue and Red, mm. that if you buy both of these, you get a free downloadable thing where you get all the characters together to fight even a bigger evil at the yeah. end. Yeah, so. yeah, that's cute. But this is the game series where it's like top down. Yeah, I played a little bit of Fire Emblem. That's right, because yes. I wouldn't stop screaming. At yeah, because you, you were like, like you month. gotta play, and I enjoyed it. This is the game where you can marry people. Yeah. 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 I see you could become better friends with people and say, hey, mm-hmm. would you want to marry me? And you have game I want more friendship mechanics in games. That's good. That's something. Again, friendship mechanics. It's good. Yeah. And it's also really when people turn me down in that game too, I get infuriated. <laughs> Male fucking <laughs> dominance. Uh, yeah, sense of obligation. Sense of like, why don't you love me? Come back. <laughs> did uh, you Did you see Donald Trump's Art of the Deal? Did you see this this week? I saw, is there a whole movie? Is that just the trailer? Funny or Die, the uh, website did a like a fi- 50 minute tv they did movie a whole- oh jeez i thought it was just johnny a depp plays donald trump which is just johnny depp just being johnny depp under five pounds of makeup and it's just funny because his idea of a jersey accent makes him sound like he's like weirdly like english or something he's like <laughs> eh, on johnny depp 
I watched on the whole Donald thing Trump. at work. I mean, it's the it's the same. It's the jokes you expect it to be all. Is the, time, the movie all video artifacted? And yeah, stuff too, like the trailer. They do a great job. It like looks and like the the, the, the bad fonts and everything. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it was really. I mean, it's it's a dumb joke, but it's a good joke. I, I, oh, it made me, it made me happy. Did you just call yeah man it's gonna see what happened this is time for everyone needs to go back and watch that like it's like the sixth episode of the west wing or j edward james almost (laughs) they got us because there's a whole thing about how i think there's a supreme court justice that dies in the west wing it's like the first like the sixth episode of the first season yeah i vaguely remember that and there's a whole thing if you want if you want insight as to what's probably going on in the white house right now go watch that episode it's called like the short list i think yeah it's fucking good it's i mean it's the west wing that's all cartoony bullshit right i'm just saying how you doing man in the in the king's that you get to see no i can't oh you, yeah no you get to see barack obama's head explode <laughs> that is part I, of that movie i was vi- i was weirdly shocked by yeah that. i was like well eddie is well yeah okay uh anyway the only other media i consume this week and i don't have a lot to say about it but um oh, there is a i got drained by talking about firewatch publisher called youth in decline that does uh it's really cool they kind of go to a cartoonist and say do whatever the fuck you want we'll publish it cartoon in decline uh, youth in decline. Oh, youth in is decline. what it's called. Uh, they did a really good book with Emily Carroll last year. Um, uh, uh, but uh, they this year they have a new roster. It's going to end with Rebecca Sugar. Actually, she's going to do a book of sketches. I think. Um, but the first one is Eleanor Davis, who's a fucking phenomenal cartoonist. One of my mm-hmm, favorite mm-hmm. working. Um, her line weight, her composition, her style is so good. Um, she did a book called BDSM. And it was, it's really good. Highly recommended. It. It's 10 bucks. Um, uh, it's a nice little porn comic. It's really good. It made me crack. I didn't realize she did porn comics. Well, I mean, it's not like she does porn comics. Well, you know, but about like, yeah, yeah, she did a porn yeah. comic. Yeah. Um, I need to read more of her stuff. Cause I've always been a fan, big fan of her husband, Drew Wings. Mm-hmm. Uh, Drew Wang, I guess is, is how it's pronounced. But yeah, yeah I keep on hearing great things about Eleanor's stuff. And I see like he posts extra stuff, but I need to. Yeah. Have you not read How to Be Happy? No. Get put that on your list, my friend. Okay, it's a good book. I keep on. I'm so behind on all my comics reading these Me, days. To be honest with you, I really am too. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind. I've kind of fallen off the comics wagon. Not through any it's video games. I got too much Fire Emblem. I'm busy. I'm still playing Final. I'm still trying to blast my way through Final Fantasy VI. <laughs> I got. I got to play this old PlayStation Three game. Anyway, friends. Yeah, I know exactly. Yeah, we're gonna uh. take a little break, and then we'll be back for the Geek Week in Review. I did like the raccoon icons on all those books. The raccoon was great. I liked uh, um, I liked the uh, the raccoon picture that is in your tower. Wait, yeah. did you? Cause you missed the raccoon. Did you I not have the raccoon no, picture? No. I had a raccoon picture in my tower. Did you? Did you take a photos of the body of, of Brian's course. body? It looked like everybody oh, did. Oh, that's what we didn't talk about. Well, that's not. Now we're talking. Well, and also we just said Brian's body, and now we have Spoilers. a spoiler after our spoiler <laughs> cast part. Of that's the, game. the best part of the game for me is when you're walking. I, Maybe this is still part of the show. Uh, <laughs> when you when you're going through the cave and you're kind of like just like making voices and stuff. When you come yeah. up, uh, you're walking up and like the the scene rises and you see the shaft of light and you're like, yeah, yeah. which is great because Henry goes, oh shit. And I yeah. that's exa- it was one of those rare things in a game where I always said exactly the same thing as the character yeah. in game did at the same time. Yeah. And the tableau they show you yeah. is just so perfectly fucked up. Well, like the before that, you see a shoe. You yeah. see the shoe on the top side of the shaft. Yeah. So it's just like. Yeah, Foley was... goes, it's the shitty teeth. <laughs> like, I wish. Oh, Man. but anyway, I wanted to take a photo of that and see if I could send it off because you get the real real photo prints yeah. of the game. And I wanted to see if they send that to an actual like photo developer and they get freaked out. Like, who took a photo of a dead body? Did you Panic is doing it all? They're doing all the f- printing and fulfillment. Who's they, Panic? Panic is the publisher of Campo Santo. They're actually a Portland-based um, app developer. Oh, really? This is their first game. And they, yeah, th- those are all being printed in, in Northwest Portland, my friend. Oh, they, really? To their, to their company. Oh, 
oh, I totally Twitter. Got now I have to play through it again so I can get like take the most choice photos because I didn't get because also they give you the photos that I guess they print out the photos that Brian and, and took with yeah. his dad. Yeah. His dad was a butthole. Yeah, his dad's a bigger butthole than I will not have any ill words spoken of Delilah. Delilah is good times. That voice actress, Delilah whoever is great. that was, she did a great job. Fucking Campo Santo, high fives. Even though we did shit talk the rest of the game. Well, the thing is, it's like I said, I love everything about. What, what did Fully say? Uh, she like, just has the soggy bottom. <laughs> It still tastes good, but yeah, it's it, it weeps a little bit. Yeah. yeah okay, yeah. that's the end of uh, whatever the hell part of the podcast this is. What are you showing? Oh, you're actually. Oh, Annie's showing me a gif of. No, that's a video. That is them at at panic. Because they send you the Printing. photo envelope. They send you was like in world. It's a photo dome envelope. Because well, it's done it to look like an '80s in Northwest Portland. Is hands. Okay, now I have to. Oh man, but you can I have only to get do those. it. You got to do it on the Mac PC version. You can't. It's not on the PS4 version right now. Oh really? Yeah. So I have to spend. Sony is an I asshole. Have to spend twenty dollars. Spend another twenty dollars on that game. Do it. They're trying to get it on. They're PS4. truly trying to rip us off. They're trying really hard to uh-huh. get it on PS4. I'd love that. You got having real world. You got to spend another twenty dollars so that you can spend fifteen dollars. <laughs> exactly. Your yeah. Okay. Okay. This is the end. We'll be back with the Geek Week in review. Like, I don't understand. Like, what? He was trying to... So he was writing these fake reports? So the idea was... Okay, we're still trying to figure out what's going on with Firewatch. No, wait, no, this is not spoiler... No, we can't. No, we're done with the spoiler talk. I will... We already... We fucked up enough. No. I will try to make our... No, but that's what it is. No, I will try to make our spoiler seal more pristine. No. No, but what what we talked about right before our recording, that's what it is. Stop! Hey, it's Geek Week Review. This is the part of our podcast where Bill has written down news in the week that was, and I'm reading it off of for the first time. Firewatch is bad, guys. I forgot to mention this last week. 60 uh, to 70 of Portland's food carts downtown look the boot as 11 new high-rises are built in their place. Did you see this? What? Did you see this? 11 high-rises? Yeah. What? Out of the blue. Not one big high-rise? No, that's what they're talking about. It, they're ta- This is going to reshape the skyline of Portland, uh, which means that they're also going to be building on top of the two biggest food, par- food cart pods downtown. It's so weird. How did this terminology come about food cart pods? Yeah, I don't you like You can't it. just say... Hey, there's a bunch of food carts. Yeah. It's got to be a pod. Man, those two... Is it going to be the one across from Target and then the one across from Periscope? There's a Target there? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. The I know biggest it's... food cart pod in Portland, I think, is the one that's across the street from Target. That's what they're talking about. It's the two big... Damn. And, well, and then one of them is... Because like, the interviews I saw were with the people who are part of the food cart... Part, uh, uh, food cart... Food part cod... Jim and... Uh... <laughs> I had a stroke there. Yeah. It is it is that food cart pod. Periscope right Studio Periscope. is going to starve. Well, that's because that's all that, that's the half the point of going to Periscope is getting yeah. the snacks from. I'm never going to go Periscope. Have, yeah. They have like the breakfast burgers and fucking. I see. The other thing is too, this may be kind of specific to Portland and large cities, but I don't know how big food carts are in other towns. But I think it depends on how we, we, the, the how your city, your downtown works. Because yeah. like, for example, you couldn't have a food cart pod in downtown Fort Worth, my hometown, because there's no foot traffic. Oh, but food carts you could have food carts like portland we don't have our food cart parts we have food cart pods what the fuck are we talking about all over town this is true which they're all closing too the one in division is closing that yeah that was gonna happen yeah. hopefully the one not too far from my house is gonna well the thing strong. is food cart pods get built up into empty lots that's which the empty thing. lots get developed yeah so it's inevitable it's, yeah. and also people are like where are all these food cart pods gonna go 
their food carts. They can go anywhere. That's the point. They could just drive down the street. Well, but sure, you but you food cart pod. Yeah. That's why I'm glad I don't work downtown. Out there. <laughs> you know yeah, what that this means? Be... They come up to this they part come of town. To, exactly. Yeah. They get up. They're all going to be in Bill's parking lot. Which I can't complain too much because all the food I've been having delivered lately has been through Amazon Prime because here in Portland, again, yeah. I don't know if they have this in other cities, but here in Portland, they, uh, Amazon Prime, if you have a subscription, you can actually get food delivery from food carts and restaurants. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I get like, oh man, so I, it's great to get food from food carts from like clear across town and not have yeah. to go. It's a fucking next. I don't have a car or anything that's like that. So good. that's nice. But yeah, food cart culture is a huge thing in it's Portland. It's a huge part of Portland. And yeah. there's some good fucking food carts yeah, in this town. Because like well, anyone who one... has a cracked out idea for food, like you don't you don't have to invest like you do in a restaurant. Still, it's an investment, but not quite as much as like you don't have to lease a building or yeah. anything. Well, you can do like a concept and start in your food exactly, cart. Exactly, yeah. And then if you build, you build. There's a, one of the food cart pods across from Target is like an internationally acclaimed Thai chicken place. Really? Yeah. That's funny because it's a fucking food cart. Yeah. It's a guy serving hot chicken out of the back of his truck i mean it's inevitable it's gonna happen but still that's really for some reason i'm like wow i joked because everyone keeps on talking about pittsburgh's gonna be the new portland i want to see a cannonball run where all these like (laughs) food carts are racing cross country to get the set up be the first person to set up like the good parts of pittsburgh yep yeah so but that's just the shit man i hate because man there's nothing more portland than like yeah, I love that food cart. Yep. But it's, food carts are awesome. Yep. Anyway. But uh, yeah, but 11 new buildings. That's what they announced. That's the other crazy thing. I've never been in a city where buildings. they just said, oh, we're going to build like a dozen new high, not just buildings, but towers, like skyscrapers. Huh. Yeah, and they said they're going to be mixed use, which yeah. is going to be a combination yeah. of apartments and, and retail, retail and stuff. Yeah. Which again, it's more apartments for this town. But they're all better apartments place. than condos. There's so many houses in this town, but they're all yeah. That's that's true too. I yeah. mean, that's that's been the sea change. It used to be like when they fucking did the waterfront development, that was all condos. This is driving that were me nuts. Million dollar condos <sighs> that they wound up foreclosing on for like hundred thousand dollars. Did you see they're about to tear down Swickley's? They're gonna replace yeah. that with right, yeah. like literally a block away from me. They're gonna tear down this fucking ranky ass fair, bar. One of the worst. Yeah. places in pretty good BLTs. I will, man, Swickley's edition. I went to there to eat a couple times and there was one dude who, a uh, server, who apparently was the owner's son yeah. who was the creepiest man I have ever met. That place is creepy. Yeah, but it's kind of old. I kind of like the idea that there's sure. old neighborhood I mean, there's, bars. Exactly. Like but it's shitty, getting torn down for a con- another diners. condo development. Yeah. That will be four condo developments within like two block radius of this house. Yeah. yeah. Within the time that we've lived here. Yeah, exactly. Which is like, yeah, that's not that long. Yeah. yeah. It's almost like you live in one of the most popular neighborhoods in Portland. Yeah, and t- I, I love this town, but still, oh my God. <laughs> That's the thing. It's like, it's weird. I've never had a city change this much around me. Because, yeah. like, we both moved to Portland because rent was cheap. Yeah, we moved with here within a year. Or two. Yeah, yeah I moved like... here, and, I, like, a year later, I was like, hey, Annie, you should move up here. Yeah. And you moved, yeah, followed me up here. And they didn't I'm follow so glad me I did. Here, but... Like, I followed yeah. Dylan McConus. Let's be honest. We both followed Dylan McConus exactly, to yeah. Portland, Oregon. But, uh, uh, yeah, it's weird to have a city change so much around you. Like... I'm glad I bought a house when I did. I would never be able to Seriously. buy a house otherwise. Yeah, you know, Leland like... last night, he was talking about how he wants to move. Mm-hmm, and I was like, mm-hmm. well, I can't live in Joshin and Bahar's basement forever, too. And I'm like, we have no idea where we can go. <laughs> We've waited too long to like think yep. about getting other places You right cannot now. get an apartment in in within inner Portland. Like, uh, uh, So Portland is kind of like a grid. And there's ri- River in the Middle, Major Street Burnside in the on the uh, horizontal axis. And, uh, you know, for the most part, like most people, like you think of the heart of Portland, it's west of 120th. Yeah. Um, really west of 82nd. You cannot get an apartment west of 120th for under a thousand a month. Yeah, it's for under 1200 a month. Yeah. 
That's why I, I can't got imagine. Because everyone's talking about how they want to move to Pittsburgh. Not everyone, but at least yeah. some people I've That's seen enough. The, yeah. Which I moved from Pittsburgh to get out uh, of here. At least yeah. I'm like, I, I have been entertaining this fantasy of like, what if I just move back to Pittsburgh? Yeah. Because like, I know where all the good neighborhoods and stuff you are. Do. And part of me was like, man, for what I would spend on rent, uh-huh. like in Portland, I could just, I could mortgage my parents' house. Yep. Like go back. Because like my parents, ha- my the neighborhood I grew up in has now become a very poor black neighborhood uh-huh, uh-huh. and i like i could go back there and just like yeah i could just like i could just buy my parents house back man bill imagine yeah. bill the homeowner <laughs> i know exactly which like my dilapidated house that i grew up in it's just filled with video games and shit like that oh, oh man anyway uh hey did you know that brian fuller is heading up the new star trek show what do you think uh, that's great like of all the news about the Star Trek show, that it's gonna be. I love Star Trek. You love Brian Fuller. Mm-hmm. Could this get you actually well, no, watching he, Star Trek? He loves Star Trek. That's what gets me he excited. He loves it so much. It's like it's great to have people who love. I mean, like, excuse me. It can be great. It can be dangerous. Yeah. But I like. Uh, you know, th- this this new Star Trek show has sounded kind of cynical because isn't it like isn't it like the dir- executive it's being produced by the one guy who, who's like, left with the movies who doesn't give a shit about yeah Star exactly Trek. yeah you know it's like this is the one first good news about the new Star Trek and this yeah. is really this is, he's gonna be co-creator and the showrunner of the show oh, so he's great. essentially in charge of the new Star that's Trek that's great because I mean if nothing else poor Brian Fuller has not had a yeah. lot of success in his career like Hannibal is the most success he's ever had it's I mean he and this is he his dream project exactly it's like you know, it's one of those things where there's a creator where you know however you feel about that you're like you're like yeah you should get him a Star Trek he's but, uh, of course the backhanded part of this is he's making a TV show for CBS All Access it's not going to mm-hmm. actually be aired on normal the pot, the the first episode is going to be aired on normal TV yeah but then all the it's going to be digital only which yep. we'll see how that works yep We'll see, like you know, community moving to digital only. Will that see how well that worked yeah. and other shit like that? But yeah, ugh. I mean, this I will actually pay for this now. Yeah. No, that Brian Fuller's in charge. Yeah, but I don't know I how admit, many even other people I'm are. I'm morbidly curious, so yeah. you know. Um, but yeah. So Brian Fuller, he also did Wonderfalls. Yep. Uh, what was the pie show? Uh, the pie show. Pushing daisies. We're good. Pushing daisies. He did the uh, briefly tried to re uh, reboot the monsters for like you know an episode and a half. Uh, he did dead like me. Hannibal. Hannibal. Yeah. And he and got I, his start. He he his his for the first two things he worked on was uh, Deep Space Nine and Voyager. It's just so, cute. It's yeah. cute. And of course, everyone's like, because he's been talking about it for the longest time. If he ever was yeah. ever put in charge, he would get Angela Bassett and Rosaria Dawson is in charge of the ship. Damn! And so, of course, that everyone's would going to make ro- me watch Star Trek. Which I saw a clip just in the last year or so. Rosario Dawson was on Conan O'Brien, and uh-huh. she was joking about how she knows how she knows some Klingon phrases because she's a oh, huge Trek cute. fan. And so she knows Kapla, and she actually knows some uh, Klingon phrases that I don't know. So she's <laughs> she's more of a Star Trek fan than I am. Like, got her back. <laughs> Get her on the show. She hey, got to be like head of security. Rosario Dawson, you want to be on my web series? I, <laughs> this will be great for your career. Oh, uh, the set's over there. It's going to be in Larry's uh, this kitchen. Me of the episode of Futurama where there's the Star Trek nerd who kidnaps all the Star Trek cast so they can have them act as fan fiction. <laughs> you know what? The one good thing that might come out of this creatively, too, is um, uh, I guess William Shatner has now just finally started saying, well, for the longest time, because they've been like, William Shatner, would you ever come back to Star Trek? And he's like, no, 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 no. And now he's like, now it's the 50th anniversary. He's like, oh boy, I wish someone would let me come back to Star Trek. <laughs> uh, well, and I kind of wonder, because he got killed off on uh, one of the Next Generation movies in a terrible way. Uh-huh. It'd be kind of nice, because up until now, every Star Trek series, like since the first one, has had a guest star from the previous Star Trek series mm-hmm, show up. Mm-hmm. Like, as kind of like a handoff Who showed up with thing. Scott Bakula? Scott Bakula. That's a good fucking question. Oh, it was Zephram Cochran. It was 
It was Babe Pig in the City. <laughs> which makes all no these sense. words are meaningless <laughs> to me. That's a bunch of syllables I just said. It was who's the guy? Hugh Cromwell? The tall guy from Babe Pig in the City that says, oh, that'll do pig. Oh. He was a character. He plays a very important uh, character in Star Trek lore in one of the Next Generation movies. So he wasn't like from the show, but he was sure. a character from one of the... He, he's the guy who invented warp speed. Ah. And so okay. he shows up like very briefly. He has a video message at the beginning. He's like, oh, Scott Bakula. Yeah, I guess now you're Star Trek. Yeah. yeah. Or, but like... Before that, like Voyager had, I think it had like I had Quark from Deep Space Nine. Mm-hmm, Deep mm-hmm. Space Nine had Picard show up because yeah. he's like he's Wasn't like Worf on Deep Space Nine. Yeah, he showed up as a major character yeah. later, but like Picard was oh, yeah, there to show up, like handoff. for the for the pilot episode. Gotcha. He's like, oh, gotcha. and uh, Bones from the original show showed up in the first episode, of Next Generation. <laughs> so it, like he could like, and it, you, what what you do is you, if you can bring back uh, Kirk in a way that like you kind of get rid of like overwrite the shitty way he got killed off and what if they just say fuck all of you and it's like simon pegg i think i i think it may have been brian fuller because he was talking about what what his pitch would be he was talking i think he was the one talking about for the longest time he wanted uh essentially a soft reboot of star trek where it would take place a thousand years later Mm. and so you would still have like klingons and romulans and vulcans and stuff but you could pretty much kind of rewrite whatever is going on in the galaxy because it's yeah. a thousand years later with yeah. like you can invent like whole new technologies and stuff yeah. and it still takes place in the continuity. But now you have a relatively new slate of yeah. like what's going on. Maybe now the Vulcans are crazy cavemen yeah. and, the, and the Klingons <laughs> are all at the opera with yeah. opera glows. Yeah. Maybe humans all suddenly become retarded or that something would be like kinda that. That's kind of smart because then you could th- theoretically still get whatever audience who like the movies who have no attachment to the yeah, show. Exactly. And they can bring and, somebody like, so, like you, know. you can find out what Klingons are from the ground up and like yeah. I'd be interested to see what's going on like a thousand years in the future after Kirk and Picard mm-hmm. but you like you could also like you don't have to know that much because it's yeah. the, all the continuity that like is weighing down Star Trek is so yeah. in the past that it really doesn't yeah, matter exactly yeah, yeah. so I don't know, we'll see I, like that's I think that's what he was talking about before that's and that would be a nice way to if, if he stuck to I don't know we'll see what happens that's cute I'm just but, happy for Ryan Fuller yeah I, I, the one thing everyone's like sad because I guess he was going to be in charge of the American Gods TV show so everyone's oh, like God. but what about Neil Gaiman. I'm fuck like, off. fuck Neil Gaiman. Fuck American Gods. Yeah, I'm really glad. Apologies to anyone who loves Neil Gaiman and American Gods, but that is a bad fucking book. <laughs> God damn, yeah. Uh, um, episode five, six, eight. <laughs> <laughs> I even took Latin in high school. And you know what? There aren't many dashes there. <laughs> the fact that you read it out loud. There are like only quite between a new one and four dashes that I still have to scan. Did I type it right yet? Is a, yeah. You did. Episode eight is now officially filming. I'm so sorry. This all news is stuff only I care about. No, I'm excited about it. There wasn't that much news this week. I love Ryan Johnson. Oh, that's I, right. No, that's more important thing. Ryan, Ryan Johnson's new movie is filming. Yeah. That's how I should have phrased that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they started filming, I guess, like in the last week or so. So, yeah, uh, both um, Ray Daisy Diddley, Daisy Ridley, <laughs> and John Boyega. That's the, that's the Star Wars porn parody name. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, they're both in posting videos of themselves, like getting, like, getting buff and yeah, exercising and stuff like that and that's cute we'll see what happens with that and star wars but yeah it's a good week for star wars and star trek fans which is rare <laughs> yeah because yeah. usually it's something good happens with star trek and the star wars fans are like fuck you and vice yeah. versa and stuff but yeah uh um, johnny depp is gonna be the invisible man so this is i think this is also 
the guy who, Alex Kurtzman and Robert Orkey, the guys who had written the, like the Star Trek movies, I think they're producing Universal's attempt to reboot all the Universal monster stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so each big Universal monster is supposed to be getting their own movie in this kind of shared cinematic universe thing. Mm-hmm. I think they announced Tom Cruise is going to be the mummy. Sure. Yeah, that's the welcome to movies. Sure. And now I... Have they announced it's going to be the Wolfman? No, that's, that's the thing, yeah. I think Angelina Jolie is going to be the Bride of Frankenstein. Okay. There's not too many ladies in that uh, cadre. No, there is not. And uh, I think, yeah, no, so the, uh, Johnny Depp is now going to be the Invisible Man, which is kind of... It's Johnny Depp, because Johnny Depp always does the same fucking thing over and over again. Because especially the Invisible Man may be my favorite character out of that whole group of monsters yeah because have you ever seen the original because i forgot you've about... spoken very highly of it and i think you it's claude it reigns in the original it. version and he's just so kooky it's kind of it's the funniest universal horror movie but it's also mm-hmm. the creepiest because claude reigns is an actual psychopath in that movie mm-hmm. and johnny depp you could like johnny depp wouldn't be terrible you know you know exactly what that performance is going to be like even mm-hmm. if he's mostly just not there and it's just like cgi hat floating in the sky but he's gonna be like hey I found this. How did we get a point where I respect Johnny Depp more of an actor than you do? I, it's not even like I hate Johnny Depp. It's just he's so one note. He hasn't like really tried in a movie in a long time. Every time I see him, he's always just like, it's a, it is a funny hat. It's always some kind of weird accent, but it's he's just sleepwalking his way through roles. Right. So, I don't know. Is, I like, guess you're more excited about this than I am. Well, I mean, I'm not excited is too strong a word, but I don't hate Johnny. Every time you're like, Johnny Depp, meh. Yeah. No... Just because I, he, he, I thought he was, within... I thought he was funny as Do- Donald Trump. I thought he did a fine job. Do you love Mordecai? <laughs> How much do you love? Uh, is the... your favorite part of the things I bought at Cheats that Mordecai <laughs> the poster in the, in the background? background. Yeah. yeah. I need to figure out who's going to be the wolf band. If it's Tom yeah, Hardy, doing... I will never lack for masturbation material for the rest of my life. My wanctuary will be filled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because um, you know, who else would it be? Because, you know. know, I would think would be have somebody kind of thin and wiry so, who's kind of like... Well, yeah, that's the thing. Well, would, would, would Tom Hardy be good at being kind of freaked out and panicked? Like, not even as the wolf man, but uh, like whoever he is before I'm in terms of I'm only concerned with having sex with the wolf yeah, man. That's really so well Does the wolf man have a human penis or an animal penis? <laughs> Phil... <laughs> You ask me, I say these things as a casual joke, not joke, and then you ask me these incredibly specific (laughs) questions that I have not thought about because I'm just making a joke. You just want Harry to, I'm still trying to figure out Lady Lady Hawk lays an egg at sunset. That traumatized me because I'm like, what the happened? Harry oh. Potter ebook, really just that new play script coming in July. Oh, I forgot to read. Yeah, tell so me I read more about, about this. this. Yeah. So they're releasing the because there's going to be Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, which is the play about Harry Potter's son going to Hogwarts and dealing with being Harry Potter's son at Hogwarts uh-huh. and dealing with some sort of blah blah blah. Uh, they're pl- releasing the screenplay, or not the screenplay, the script. Yeah, as an ebook. It's funny because even the ebook. Actually, there is going to be print volume. I actually already pre-ordered the print version, which ships like the day that the the, the play uh, is supposed to first uh, be performed. Yeah, it's funny because on the cover it doesn't say the eighth Harry Potter book; it's the eighth Harry Potter story. Because I think because uh, they're yeah. trying to get around with it, it's not really a book; it's just a printed copy of well, the script. Well, also there's like the stories are you know because there's the books that are the series. Yeah, 
Well, that's it, it a good would be, point. It yeah. would be disingenuous if she wrote an if she let's say she wrote a book version of Fantastic Beasts Where to Find Them. Mm-hmm. It'd be disingenuous to call that the eighth Harry Potter book. Yeah. Even though it takes Harry place Potter in that book. universe. And even that, even this you know, even though it is about Harry Potter like characters, like specifically mm-hmm. characters you've seen. Because technically the main character would be the son who gets shown for two seconds at that. What so I guess this is the events of that same day because it's because I saw this also takes place nineteen years later, which is the same amount of time. That that's when the uh, epilogue at that last Harry Potter book takes place, mm-hmm. and it's isn't that epilogue about Harry Potter seeing his kid off the yeah. Hogwarts? So yeah. it's about that kid going like, yeah, it's sh- like Severus. shit start off like ten seconds later with like, and then Harry Potter's kid got yeah. on the train, and then he met his new best friend, and blah 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 blah, yeah. So I'm interested to see, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm curious. Uh, do you have any hopes or dreams or aspirations? Uh, I'm just sad know? because I really wanted to have overweight, balding, bearded, uh, Quidditch dad, Ron Weasley. Didn't they do that the first, cause did, uh, cause I remember they shot like the ending of that last Harry Potter version, the movie the first time and they went back to refilm it for some reason. I could have sworn there was a version where you had like Rupert Grant like, with the, is with, it, I vaguely remember it too. Well, yes, but I, I specifically wanted sad Quidditch dad. Ron yeah, that's Weasley. that. Yeah. It's like, I had a very particular headcanon. It's weird cause I totally replaced, uh, Emma Watson with Helen Mirren in all those shots. <laughs> Like, even in the finished film, you go back and really tell it, like, oh, um, Wow, here's a sentence that I hope makes sense to you, Bill. <laughs> the mystery of who played Boshek. Tell me about is it. Is Boshek your Shrek fan <laughs> character? No, Boshek is a character who I never even knew had a name until this week. Uh, so, there is a character in Star Wars. I should have known this was Star Wars. The first movie. Uh, so, when they go to the crazy monster bar at the beginning of the movie. Moss Eisley Cantina. Yeah, I know Moss- that much. So, there's a part where uh, Obi-Wan, he's looking for a pilot to take them to go uh-huh. to Alderaan, I guess? Yeah. And so, he's talking to a couple different pilots. And the first pilot he talks to is this c- kind of guy with, like, a little bit of a... He's got sideburns and he's got, mm-hmm. like, this green jumpsuit on. Mm-hmm. And he kind of says something like... You don't see what he says, but he's kind of, like, saying, well, no, I can't take you. But he, like, kind of th- points his thumb at Chewbacca and says, like, that guy might be able to help you out. Uh-huh. And which, te- in Canada, technically a big character because he's the guy if he had accepted the job he would have been the Han Solo of that story yeah or like you know the whole story would have really been different right but he's the guy who says I can't do it but hey well, how about that Han Solo Chewbacca guy over there you should talk to them which of course that's the whole story in motion uh and so but no one for, for some reason no one can figure out who like he's not the guy who played that guy is not listed in the credits and so it's been a mystery for 30 years that people are trying to figure out who played it's just the most <laughs> random it's the guy who played the guy who would be han solo that's uh-huh. been the whole like right, boom, right, boom, right. Boom. and so it really is this person who's been searching for years just figured out by looking at uh just like old uk casting photos uh, to figure out Dear who this guy is God. i you know the funny thing is i didn't bother write da- down the guy's name they did fi- <laughs> figure out who it was it was a guy who was like john johnson he was famous co- john johnson yeah <laughs> it was a guy who's actually been dead for like 10 years but he was in episodes of doctor who and stuff and like they 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 this whoever figured this out like got in touch with his daughter and his daughter's like oh yeah my dad was i think yeah he was in star wars like why what do you care and he's like thank god you don't understand <laughs> searching figure out trying to figure out who your dad was for a wow. decade and she's like oh okay he died but thank you so it's kind of just funny and the character's yeah. name turns out to be i guess the action figure of the character's name boshek oh. but yeah it's kind of uh it's just stupid internet nerddom treasure hunts kind of identity bullshit. Well, there aren't bullshit. many mysteries left oh, in this world of no, ours. Especially with Star Wars. Little we know that Boshek was uh, just occupied that science camp. <laughs> and, oh shit, I'm doing it. <laughs> hey, rest in peace game trailers. Yeah. Original homes of AVGN and Hop. 
one of the few big sources of game videos years before YouTube hit. That's a good point. Yeah, game trailers is where you used to go whenever you needed to see a game trailer. Well, that's funny because I looked up. So what YouTube launched in like what, 2004, 2005? Yeah. And so game trailers hit like 2001, 2002. Mm-hmm. So for at least a couple of years, they were kind of like the big destination. I mean, individual websites had their own like video content sure. stuff too. Yeah. Then, but game trailers was one of the first big places on the internet. Because it was just funny because I never ever visited game trailers once. Other than to I, watch hot videos. Hot, yeah, I only went, went hey, to watch what you're hey, playing. Play and that's it. And uh, I didn't yeah. realize they were the first big home for uh, the angry video game nerd. Which that's yeah. AVG too and so they both got kind of got essentially got their start at game trailers because aside from just showing game trailers and gameplay videos they wanted their own content too like their mm-hmm, own specific mm-hmm. like you know you can only watch this new content here so that's i guess angry video game nerd and hey ash what you playing were like two of their initiatives for that not that i mean both angry video game nerd and hey ash what you playing were developed independently of game trailers but game, de- game trailers essentially published them and that's where they first got popular mm-hmm. and so without game trailers you may not actually have a angry video game nerd and hop these days mm. but yeah i guess I'm kind of surprised they still existed because in the that was my response, yeah. So when they found when they're like, "Oh, game trailers is closing down," I was like, "Oh, they're not already dead," Mm -hmm. Um, because I only recognized them from seeing like their logo pop up at the beginning and end of "Hey Ash, what you playing?" and angry Mm -hmm. video game nerd uh, videos. Uh, but no, so I guess they got sold to another company, whoever owned them, whoever founded them, sold them to some kind of company that fired two thirds of the staff a year ago. Mm-hmm. That sounds like they were winding down all the, over the course of the year, like things later, like, I don't know. I went, cause I was like, what? And I went and looked in their forums and they were just in the middle of a re, like totally redoing their site. Oh really? Like oh, okay. Yeah. Cause it sounded like there, like some people at least suspected this might happen just because they got rid of like two thirds of the staff a sure. year ago. Well, sure. Yeah. And, but the news that I, it does sound like no one <laughs> expected yeah. that they were going to get shut. They, they essentially said, hey, um, so game trailers, whoever's left, uh, today's the last day. We're, we're yeah, it seems like a pink slip through the window. Sort like, of thing. no, yeah. they, like, it sounded like everyone suspected, like, game trailers wasn't going to be long for the world, but they did not expect to suddenly just get an yeah. email saying, hey, guys, clean out your desk. This is it. Yeah, it's a weird yeah. time for so. media. Like, being a trailblazer isn't enough, you know? Which yeah. is crazy. Because yeah. I think about it, I'm like, yeah, I didn't want to go see. Though, oh, what made me think about this was I was looking at Polygon's YouTube channel, mm-hmm. and I was like, I wonder what their most popular video was. I was hoping that it was uh, uh, Monster Factory because I love Monster Factory yeah. with all of my heart. By the way, Stop listening to this podcast. Go watch Monster Factory. Vape Life Forever. Um, uh, <laughs> I haven't seen Vapor's the new rights. one. Yeah. Uh, it's... <laughs> God, I love those boys. Anyway. Um, Banana Dan. <laughs> uh, but no, their most popular video, They 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 when they launched Polygon, they paid some artists to do some music, but their most popular video is the trailer for Assassin's Creed Syndicate. When you, what? Yeah. Because I, I don't know if they got it That's first or if it was just the link that got Maybe, passed yeah, around exactly, or whatever. Yeah. But it was interesting to think that, yeah, it's like just by... Other like just their lunch game trailers just lunch tra- got eaten just by you think YouTube trailers these days. Who gives a shit? Like I watch trailers. I watch. Which is funny. Trailer. Our na- next piece of news is about a trailer. Too. <laughs> it's a movie. Like not even an actual movie trailer. It's a teaser for a uh, fucking movie I trailer. I love but... trailers. I love trailers because they're the most perfect. perfect. Video game trailers are always so kind of love... like samey. But if you said, "Oh my God, there's a Mass Effect Four trailer right I now," would, exactly, yeah. Bill. I. But, but Assassin's Creed, when there's already been eighteen quadrillion of those games. Well, see, Assassin's Creed is usually interesting because, like, what song will they pick, and like, what kind yeah. of visuals will they play with, and what glimpse of characters will I get to see? I would have thought it would be like a Call of Duty game if you're talking about like upteenth really entry and like a longstanding. Yeah. Or, like, maybe, like, the new Zelda trailer or something yeah, like that. Yeah, it was, it was yeah. really interesting. But anyway. That's weird. It was weird, yeah. Because, like, Polygon puts out a lot of great videos and they stuff. They do. It made me sad. Like, even their, like, their their original content is, like, on average gets, like, 30,000 to 40,000. <sighs> that made me sad. Did you see Sydney McElroy was getting a foot rub from Charlie today? I did. That was so cute. Welcome yeah. to our M- McElroy fan cast. <laughs> uh, 
Um, Lady Ghostbusters trailer coming 3-3. Uh, so there was just, yeah, a teaser trailer for the actual trailer that's coming <laughs> in like two weeks. Uh, because today is supposed to be, according to Ghostbusters 2, the day the world is going to be destroyed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess they decided to leak like a little bit of a teaser trailer. All it is is a bunch of footage of a bunch of like cops and military guys uh, getting ready for like attacking some kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And, and in between the shots, it says, who, boom. You, boom, yeah. gonna, boom, call, boom. And then just, like, the Ghostbusters logo at the end. Yeah. And then on the piano, you hear, like, dun, 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 dun. Yeah. That's it. Like, dun, dun, full trailer coming March 3rd, so. I love that we live the age of teasers for trailers. <laughs> and we're talking about it. Did you, see, did you see Peyton Manning on uh, the... Peyton Manning's a football man? Yes, he's a football man. But, no, it was... He's also what show is a bad it? man? He's a bad man? I've heard I heard some things today. I don't know anything about footballs. Footballers are He you know. put his penis on someone. <laughs> so anyway, my point is, is that Kristen Wiig shows does this running bit on Jimmy Fallon's show. That's what it is. Yeah. Jimmy Fallon's show where she is a celebrity. And she just dresses like them and then goes and answers questions, but she's not doing a voice and she usually doesn't know anything about this person. <laughs> so she showed up on Jimmy Fallon's show I, uh, last week after the Super Bowl as Peyton Manning. <laughs> <laughs> and he's answering these questions and it's just it's such a dumb bit but i love it he asks he's like all right rapid fire questions this is the part of our podcast where i describe youtube videos i saw uh rapid fire questions what's your favorite pre-grade meal and she just says french fries and toast <laughs> and just starts laughing what's your favorite color green ish <laughs> they both are just giggling supposedly she's so the only good dumb. part is zoolander too i'll believe it man. have you seen the reviews for that i saw the trailer and there was some transphobic are you a zoolander like, fan eh. Not really. I know people fucking love Zoolander. People love Zoolander. I had no strong opinion of Zoolander. What's the transphobic shit in the trailer? There was like a transphobic genderless character. There was something in there where I saw something recently that's transphobic. Oh, did you catch up with the X-Files? No. There's like... I've not watched any of the X-Files. There's like... People parse it as transphobic jokes in the third episode, which I can kind of see, but it's not. There's a character in there who doesn't realize transgenderism is a thing, and it's kind of played up as a joke. They're like, changing your sex? What's that? And Mulder's just like, it's a thing that happens. Get over it. And so people are upset. So I'd say, I'm not saying that they're wrong or anything like that, but yeah, it's a little, yeah, so... Most importantly, as a culture, we're getting over transphobia. Yeah, that was my first thought. I was like, oh, let's get a new Supreme Court justice so that we can rule for some trans rights in this country. How about that? Yeah. Uh, yes. That's why we're going to watch that West Wing episode. The most important news this week. Forget everything else we have said. The most important thing is that Yatsuba number 13 is coming out in May. Yes. Have, you, have you been keeping up? Yeah. I was at the Japanese food mart a couple weeks ago, and they had all the yatsubas, and I was like, I can't even begin to remember where I left off. <laughs> well, that's stuff. the thing. So I was gonna buy some, and I'm like, I have no idea if I have to half be of these. Terribly frank. It's 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 all just kind of an amorphous blob. It really it. is. Because yatsuba, we've talked about this in podcast, but I gotta t- I gotta trumpet. It's been yatsuba. a while since we've talked about yatsuba. Yatsuba is one of my favorite comics in the world. Having said that, the last couple volumes have been kind of eh, and it's oh, mostly really? that yatsuba is kind of one note. Yeah. I will admit, but that note is so charming. And you've been reading yatsuba for. T- 10 years now. That, which is crazy to think. Yeah. Yatsuba Ampersand is a, sh- is a is a series of comics about a little girl named Yatsuba who is delighted by the world. Yeah. 
That Japanese is, mangas. It is so cute. She is such a charming character. It's just about her and her adopted father and her adopted father's best friend, Jumbo. And, Who's a big man. That's the and whole, yeah. And they go on low-key adventures where nothing happens, and she's excited about them. And every chapter is called, like, Yatsuba and Cake, and she yeah, goes off and eats cake. that's why I call it Yatsuba and, ampersand, because it's always yeah. Yatsuba and blank. And Yatsuba blank. and bees. Yatsuba and the ocean. Yeah, Yatsuba, Yatsuba and sheep. You know, yeah. it's like... She gets excited about sheep. She gets excited about the ocean, and that's, yeah. Real, but it's just charming as shit. 13 volumes in 10 years. You can see why, after a while, you're like, I think I know what's going to happen yeah, in the next book. Yeah. I can totally... But, like, the first... Like, I'd say, like, maybe the first first three volumes are worth picking up and reading i still remember when who sent that to you how did they because someone sent who you introduced I, me to that was it remember. was it was somebody from texas that sent you a care package when you first moved to portland and i remember you opening up the box and being like what the fuck is this manga shit i don't i, 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 I have, remember your face was like what the fuck and then you start reading it and you were laughing in the next room you're like ah <laughs> I can't great. remember who said Yatsuba ampersand. I can't remember, I can't remember that volume. Uh, if those first couple or... copies actually contain like her with like the gun, yeah, the squirt gun. Like, yeah, it was like you must be tired of living. <laughs> Fucking Yatsuba. Yatsuba was the best. Yatsuba yeah, well, Yatsuba was yeah. And it, also Yatsuba, the same artist did a great comic called Azumanga Daya, which is also a great anime. Did you read the manga? Yeah, so I can't remember if you ever I've had read, the comics. I've read both because the, the, the anime is fucking hilarious. The anime, I keep, and it makes me want irrationally a Yatsuba anime, even though it would be a totally different energy. Yeah, because the whole point of uh, Azumanga Daioh that makes it so charming is it's this great ensemble. Yeah, and Yatsuba is not. Yatsuba is generally Yatsuba being delighted. Uh, but there is an ensemble. I learned from Azumanga Daioh that people from Osaka are stupid <laughs> and from the south. <laughs> Uh, that's the Japanese uh, Deep South, I guess. Oh, that's interesting, yeah, because um, yeah, there's like Osaka, and both the way both the comics and the TV show localize it is kind of great because they're like, what's shorthand for a character who is uh, uneducated? Not, yeah. And the comic, I think, gives her a New York accent. Really? Okay. And then yeah, the TV show gives her a. Um, I'm a from southern the South. <laughs> I love fried rice. So I love sushi. Get it together. Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, the voice acting for the what I remember of the anime, the voice acting is pretty great too. Because you have like the teacher and her like friend. The teacher is the worst character, and I love her. I guess celebration of terrible characters. That character, Delilah. Anyway, we have to wrap this up so I can go home watch Azumanga Daioh. Friends, this was the Boy Hattie Podcast. As always, as always, we're at Boy Hattie Podcast on Twitter, boyhattiepodcast.com. Our RSS feed is broken and has been for a month or two, and I need to fix it. What does it. that mean? Have you not noticed that our listen numbers have tanked like the last couple of weeks? Yeah. It's because our RSS feed I thought they just didn't broken. listen when you weren't here. <laughs> that too. How do you fix no, that? No, it's, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, I'll see if I can. Now you know out. what to do for the rest of your Sunday. Yeah, that's gonna be my Sunday. It's gonna be so. Don't be able to subscribe to iTunes or just broken on iTunes. The thing. It's that's why I think it hasn't been updating for a while. That's well, why now we're just howling into the void. <laughs> that's right. But that means the people who are listening are people who sought us out. Seriously, you are true blue fans. The Boy Hattie podcast. They actively sought dude, out the dude, Boy Hattie podcast. I had no idea that our shit was so, fucked up. Well, people have tweeted at us a couple of times. I just assumed you fixed it or like something that was gonna fix itself. Welcome to the Boy Hattie podcast where we just kind of live and let live <laughs> <laughs> i've never looked at our reviews on itunes or anything um, yeah but anyway thank you as always for listening you guys are the click best like and the subscribe <laughs> <laughs> don't bother with our rss feed hey everybody we need to do like uh, we need to do our youtube version of like hey everybody let's uh the boy howdy podcast today we're gonna, gonna be playing uh, minecraft today i'm gonna go hit wordpress with a hammer until something happens so uh friends we'll talk to y'all next week okay take care guys and uh See you after Valentine's Day if we survive today, the end of the world. I love you, Valentine's Day. Tragic. I love you too.
Where's my fucking chocolate? Where's my foot massages? My from a baby. is your present. Oh, 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 you guys can do anything for Valentine's Day? I got fully a weight bench. She oh, named man. it Griffin. <laughs> <laughs>